right, I'm recording okay. now, so whatever. Just give me a thumbs up when I can go. Okay, so we're finally here. Uh, I'm going to give first a quick update on uh, the format. Last night in the morning at 4 a.m., including um, Mike, demanded a bunch of changes in the debate format. I gave into most of these because I wanted this to happen because I'm very confident in my ability to beat Mike and show that Mike's views have no basis in fact. Um, but I didn't give into all of them. So one of the things I can give into is I'm not going to have no comments. This isn't CNN. This isn't the Michael Brown, a Michael Brown article in CNN. People can comment. That's part of the stream. Um, but in terms of the structure, what we agreed to um, is uh, uh, 30 minute openings, 20 minute uninterrupted rebuttals. Mike can combine his rebuttal and opening if he wishes for one 50 minute statement. That's okay if he wants to. And then 25 minute back and forth. But there's not going to be a conclusion. So that's the format. And there's no moderator. Um, Veronica's hosting, but she's not going to say a word. All right. So I'm going to show in this statement and more broadly. Uh, you today, don't have to include. You can like, start your like, time now is what I'm saying. Okay. If you were including okay. that, okay. you Let me don't just, have to speak. is fine. my yeah. point. Okay. I'll just start from there then. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to show today that the mainstream account of the Holocaust is to say that Jews were systematically killed by the Nazis, mostly by gassing and shooting, is not only true, but is so well supported by all categories of evidence, all, I mean, all categories of evidence, that not only is Mike wrong, but his position amounts to basically a dumb conspiracy theory. And that's a strong claim. How, how do I justify it? It's a strong claim. It needs to be justified, especially with this group. So I defend it by pointing to all the evidence, all categories of evidence, uh, confessions, contemporaneous uh, documentary evidence, pictorial evidence, architectural records, and physical evidence, uh, buttress the mainstream narrative of the Holocaust, of the extermination of at least 5 million Jews, mostly by gassing and shooting, and a virtually perfect convergence of evidence. So the statement I'm going to make here, this opening, is going to have uh, six parts. You guys will have to sit tight because it'll be a bit lengthy. Uh, The first three parts are going to talk about the main stages of the Holocaust. So first uh, will be mass shooting of about 2 million Jews or a little less. Um, uh, Second will be gassing of about 1.4 million at Acti and Reinhardt camp, Sobibor, Belzic, and Treblinka too. And third will be the uh, killing of about 1 million Jews at Auschwitz-Birkenau. The fourth part, I'll just kind of round off the uh, Holocaust deaths by talking about a few several hundred thousand more in ghettos and other camps for a figure of over 5 million. Then the fifth part, I'll talk about um, uh, intent and policy on the part of German leaders, the higher-ups, to kill Jews. And um, the sixth part, I'll mention uh, alibi. So, like, we agreed to formulate this as sort of a trial. My view is that if Mike wants to be an offense, uh, an effective lawyer, defense lawyer for the Nazis, he needs an alibi for them. And the specific question is, what is the alibi for how millions of these people disappeared in the Nazi concentration camps? How did millions of Jews disappear in the Nazi concentration camps if they weren't killed? What's the alibi? And then finally, I'll conclude. So just kind of sum my stuff up. Well, also um, challenging Mike to uh, corroborate his, um, in the spirit of a trial, his charge against the Allies. So related to the Holocaust um, is not just my charge against the Germans, but Mike's charge against the Allies. Mike's interpretation of the Holocaust is a hoax. It's a hoax to frame the Germans. And what I will challenge him to do is to provide some evidence for this hoax, for these allegations he's made against the Germans of some kind of crime or uh, allegations he's made against allies to frame the Germans. What is the evidence for this hoax? Would it even be possible? Okay, so part one, uh, mass shootings. So over the course of the war, uh, nearly two million Jews were shot um, in the occupied uh, east, in uh, Galicia, in ghettos and camps and so on. Um, there were numerous units that took, carried out these mass shootings. You had German police units. You had the Romanians. You had the Croats. You had local collaborators, Ukrainians, and so on. 
but the majority were carried out by the Einsatzgruppen. The Einsatzgruppen. So what is the evidence that the Einsatzgruppen systematically killed uh, Jewish civilians? Well, first, you have all eyewitnesses, literally all. Perfect 100% convergence. All eyewitnesses say they were systematically killing civilians. Every person who saw these mass shootings and survived them, bystanders, Friedrich Greba, this engineer who, who saw it, um, and every um, every participant in the mass shootings test this. Now, some people said, oh, the figures are exaggerated, the Allies accused us of at Nuremberg, but nobody denied they were systematically killing civilians. Mike's buddy, Eric Stryker, claimed it, um, it was oh, just partisans. He has absolutely no evidence. All witnesses say they were killing civilians systematically. Um, second, you have all the documentary evidence shows that the Einsatzgruppen and other uh, bodies that I mentioned were systematically killing Jewish civilians. So between a handful of sources, all of which I sent Mike a year and a half ago, uh, the Einsatzgruppen reports, the Korher report, the Jaeger report, Melding 51, others, 1.5 million Jewish deaths are uh, are totaled. And this doesn't <clears> include <throat> Jews shot at ghettos, Jews shot in camps, um, you know, uh, Harvest Festival and so on. So I say that these documents are very explicit. How do I justify that? Well, take Melding 51, which I sent Mike which was Hans Adolf Prutzmann's report on 26 December 1942. Prutzmann says 363,211 Jews had been executed in just three months. These are mostly killed by shooting in uh, Reichskommissariat Ukraine and in Bialystok. So he's talking about huge numbers of Jews killed. He says executed. You also have Karl Jaeger's December 1941 report. Jaeger um, uh, was, was talking about the killing of Jews in a a relatively small region of occupied Soviet Union, um, but Einsatzkommando 3, he mentions 137,000 victims, including 34,000 children, um, over 34,000 Jewish children. He uses the word kinder. He doesn't say Jugendlichen or teenagers. He says kinders. He's talking about kids being shot. So huge numbers of Jews killed in explicit detail in these documents, plus all the witnesses, all. Um, physical evidence also supports the mass shooting of Jewish civilians. In 2003-2004, the UK Holocaust Educational Trust, I'm sure Michael smirk at that, but nevertheless, identified 200 mass grave sites at Lithuania, um, 100 in Latvia, the U.S. Commission for the Preservation of Heritage Abroad, another organization, uh, identified 500 mass graves approximately between 1995 and 2000 in Ukraine. Mike may say, oh, they haven't all been exhumed. Name one genocide for me, Mike. You can do that in your rebuttal where all the mass graves have been exhumed. And hint, Cambodia, Wikipedia is wrong. Cambodia is not the example. There's none. Um, and many have been exhumed and have confirmed what other archaeological methods, other research methods have found. Uh, there's also copious pictorial evidence for the mass shootings uh, by the Nazis. Anyone can Google Einsatzgruppen mass shootings. You can find pictures of women being forced to undress, being shot in massive pits. Um, <laughs> Boomer Tech is prohibiting and me from sharing these right now, but anyone can Google if you doubt my claims or tweet at me. This is very easy to find pictures of, of Germans engaged in mass shootings. Uh, so we have a perfect conversion of evidence. Uh, all witnesses, again, some may say, oh, the number's too high, but they all agree they're killing civilians. All documents, all the pictorial evidence, all physical evidence says Jews were killed systematically by mass shooting. And the estimate based on the data is nearly 2 million, probably a little less. Uh, The second stage of the Holocaust or extermination is Acteon Reinhardt. So about 1.4 million Jews were sent to these camps. Um, And again, all evidence, all witnesses, literally all witnesses who spoke on the matter. I'm not talking about some seventh hand here. I'm talking about people who spoke on the matter said the Jews were exterminated at these facilities. There's one guy, Gustav Wagner, who I think was misquoted. Maybe Mike would disagree. Maybe he can disagree. That'd be okay. Who may have denied it in an earlier thing. I think that was a misquote. Mike would disagree. That's fine. But he later said to the BBC they were being exterminated. So he admitted it. All witnesses admitted it. Or all but one who changed his story. Um, 
So all the witnesses support my view on this. Uh, the documentary evidence is also shows that these were extermination facilities. The 27 March 1942 edition of Goebbels' diary, who was a Nazi propaganda minister, he described the process of transferring Jews to the Reinhardt camps and said that they were being liquidated by Globoshnik, the head of Atkin Reinhardt, by a pretty barbaric means. So liquidated by a pretty barbaric means, not to be described in more detail here. That's his description of what's happening in Jews sent to the Reinhardt camps. In terms of the specific camps, I mentioned earlier in the mass shooting part, Meldung 51 from Hans Adolf Prutzmann, he talked about 360,000 Jews being executed. So he's mostly talking about mass shootings, but he's also talking about the Jews of Bialystok, Jews that were sent to Treblinka. So why are Jews who were sent to Treblinka included in his Jews executed figure? It's, the inference is just totally commonsensical. Jews sent to Treblinka were executed because he's mentioning those as among the executed. <laughs> it's, it's tautological. Um, the Stroop report of May 1943 also shows this, that these were extermination facilities. Uh, the Stroop report contained many telegrams um, from different occasions. It was about the uh, liquidation of the Warsaw Ghetto. One of these telegrams describes the uh, tr- being sent to Treblinka to as a method of execution. And the other one, another one, describes how, point of fact, 6,900 Jews who were sent there were executed. So it's this is clearly an extermination camp. Why would you send people there and waste all the logistics to to be executed? Like, there must be some facilities there to kill people. Why is and why is it a method of execution? Why are they describing it as such? If it's not an extermination camp. Um, also, the physical evidence supports extermination. Uh, in the late 1990s, uh, for example, at Belzec, uh, 33 mass graves were identified through uh, taking core samples. Mike Smirking. This is a totally mainstream archaeological method. He has to explain whether archaeologists lied or are incompetent. They discovered 33 colossal mass graves for a total surface area of 5,900, uh, 5, a little more square meters, a total volume of 21,310 cubic meters. If you look at the bodies that, that the archaeologists um, um, say, based on extrapolations from the drilling they did um, and the dimensions they found, the, about 15,000 bodies are there and hundreds of thousands more victims reflected in the ash that is there in these colossal mass graves mixed with the, the sand and so on. Um, we also have very strong circumstantial evidence in addition to all the eyewitnesses and all the documentary evidence um, that these were extermination camps. The biggest circumstantial evidence is the fact that these people all vanished other than a few, a few a thousand who were sent to other camps to work and um, a few hundred who escaped. So you have ni- over 98% of these people vanished without a trace. There's no trail of them going anywhere. And they couldn't have been held in the camps because the camps were teeny and did not have any kind of facilities for holding a large number of Jews, unlike Auschwitz, for example, which did. Um, so all so the circumstantial evidence of these people disappearing uh, is compelling, and this relates to the alibi question I'm going to end with. Um, not now, in a little, in 20 minutes. Without. So, um, other circumstantial evidence is that Jew. I assume I, I I don't know this. I'll have to ask Mike in the back and forth. But I assume Mike doesn't deny the euthanasia program existed. I don't know that. It's, he'll have to define it. Okay, doesn't die. the euthanasia program involved. Uh, killing uh, by various means, including gassing of uh, of people who were incurably ill, and dozens of people from the euthanasia program uh, were then sent to the Reinhardt camps. Why are experts, people who have experienced their work, their CV says, "Yeah, I gas people. I gas the incurably ill, not Jews. The euthanasia program's not Jews." But why are these people all being sent to the Reinhardt camps to work there? That is circumstantial evidence that they are extermination facilities. So, yeah. All, all witnesses, all the documentary evidence being sent there as a method of execution. They're being liquidated by a barbaric means. Uh, the 33 mass graves discovered at Belzec, colossal, um, with hundreds of thousands of, of, of people reflected in the, in the, um, in the ash and about 50,000 more in the, 
in the literal bodies of unburnt people. Uh, and all evidence supports to these being extermination facilities. And there's no explanation for how these people vanish over 99% of them, well over 98% of the 1.4 million sent there. Okay. So the next stage of extermination was at Auschwitz-Birkenau, where about 1, mil- sorry, 1 million Jews uh, were killed overwhelmingly by uh, gassing. So again, we have, I, so you notice I said all witnesses for um, Treblinka, I said all witnesses for the mass shootings. It is not all witnesses for Auschwitz. For example, there is um, a guy, um, <laughs> Keith Christofferson, who was in Birkenau apparently and denied gassing. So that is an eyewitness who <laughs> is not in the mainstream camp. However, unfortunately for Mike, he essentially admitted he was lying in a documentary. He said, I can't defend what we did. I'd be viewed as a traitor if I admitted it. If I admitted it, uh, I have to keep going. My friends would otherwise see me as a traitor. So he, he essentially admitted he was lying in a documentary. He said, I deny nothing um, when interviewed. So sorry, the guy admitted he was lying, your star witness. And again, the, 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 even including him, the overwhelming, virtually all, not all, not literally all, but virtually all the witnesses are, are in my favor in Auschwitz. Um, so let's also look at the um, documentary evidence. So a two September 1942 edition of Johann Kramer's diary described Auschwitz as an extermination camp and described that he witnessed a special action. So that was his diary. And Mike smiling, he later testified and he later tested Kramer later testified after the war that he was referring to gassing of Jews. And I showed this in a document I sent Mike in the link I sent Mike. That's what his, his testimony was. So the testimony corroborates the contemporaneous description of the camp. Uh, the construction records of Auschwitz also prove the existence of homicidal gas chambers at the camp. I'll focus here on Leichenkeller 1, which is called corp- translated to Corp Cellar 1 in crematorium 2 or 3 and 3. So just a quick explanation. Uh, this was a basement in Crema's 2 and 3 of Auschwitz. And um, it was called Corp Cellar. Uh, Mike says it was a morgue. Is that correct? You said on your show. Do you stand by that or no? That's what Corp Cellar means, right? Okay. Right. You say it's a morgue. Uh, it wasn't a morgue. <laughs> so I'll go into detail as to why. Um, sure. On the, on the literal language, it wouldn't be crazy at all to call it a morgue. But here's the problem with morgue. Uh, the construction records destroy this theory, just make nonsense of it. So a gas-tight door, there was an order for a gas-tight door and hydrogen cyanide detectors placed for this alleged morgue. Makes absolutely no sense for a morgue. It was adjacent to... Um, what is what was called in the construction records an undressing room, which corroborates perfectly the eyewitness testimony about how people were made to undress and then walked into Leishen Keller 1 and were gassed. So it's totally nonsensical for a morgue. Why would you have an undressing room in a morgue, a whole massive room devoted to just taking clothes off corpses? That's silly. You can do that. You know, it's not a difficult task to carry out. Um, it, there's also a reference to a plan to introduce a preheating system for Leishen Keller 1. Preheating. Now, heating... Okay, you could maybe argue you don't want the corpses to freeze. Preheating makes absolutely no sense. Preheating implies some kind of technical process. It doesn't it implies some kind of technical process. Preheating for what exactly? Preheating for what? I say preheating for gassing. And I say that because the evaporation of the hydrogen cyanide is speeded up by heating, right? So it makes perfect sense in the context of a gas chamber. And then, of course, you have literal references to this as a room where gassing is occurring. You have Bischoff's 29 January 1943 reference to Leishman Keller 1 as a gassing cellar. Well, an interesting name for a morgue, Mike, a gassing cellar for gassing's keller. And another memo from the top third written on 17 February 1943 called a gassing cellar. So the room Mike calls a morgue or pretends to believe is a morgue, perhaps, is, is fitted with a gas-tight door. 
their order is placed for hydrogen cyanide detectors, a preheating system, and it's referred to as a gassing cellar. I mean, plus all the eyewitnesses who worked in this room said it was a gas chamber. So good luck with your morgue theory on rebuttal, Mike. Um, in the face of all of, of it literally being referred to a gas chamber and having a gas type door and so on. Uh, <clears throat> um, the convergence of evidence is not just limited, though, to the testimonial evidence and construction documents. So archaeological investigation has discovered induction holes of the sort that eyewitnesses described to accommodate the dropping of Zyklon B in the roof of Crematoria 2. That's just a fact. Uh, there also are, is pictorial evidence. I'd be very interested. I'll show this on rebuttal if Mike challenges this. There's pictorial evidence. It was in the, the submission I sent to you. There's pictorial evidence clearly showing, clearly showing uh, disturbances in the roof of Crema, of Crema 2 that reflect induction holes for the dropping of Zyklon B. I'd be very interested to hear what your conspiracy theory or whatever is about that. Was it drawn on? That's what John Ball seems to think it was drawn on. He has no evidence. Or does it just mean something different than our eyes seem to seem to tell us? Were you talking about the aerial photograph? Mike, Mike come on. Yeah. I'm He'll just asking if that's what you're talking about. All right. Yeah, aerial photograph. Yeah. Okay, that's just making just making sure because there's a couple right. different ones you can be Hold referring on. Quiet, to. Quiet, quiet. Okay, you'll talk. You'll have 15 minutes. Um, Okay, the forensic studies that deniers have carried out ironically corroborate the mainstream extermination story as well. So the average level, the average level of hydrogen cyanide in these blown up buildings, in these destroyed buildings that have been exposed to the wind and the rain for generations. Again, hydrogen cyanide is water soluble. This is significant. There is more average residue of hydrogen cyanide in these blown up buildings, which all else equally would expect to have much less hydrogen cyanide than any other building in Auschwitz or elsewhere, there's more there than any building studied in all these surveys on average, except the delousing chambers. And Avi Biderman in a meta-analysis submitted to Mike showed that. Um, and I'll be very interested to talk about this uh, with Mike and also whether an outlier uh, that Dermar Rudolph admits was uh, switched or was either switched. He literally admitted to me was either switched. I, I can prove that in a video, Mike. I can prove it. He literally, in this debate, I can prove it. He literally admitted that this outlier was was switched or um, contaminated. So we have to use it. If, if we take away an outlier that was, swi- that was switched or contaminated by Gamarov's own admission, so totally illegitimate sample, it proves that the destroyed ruins of these buildings exposed to the wind and rain for generations have more hydrogen cyanide than any other building studied except the, hum- the um, non-homicidal gas chambers, which we'd expect to have more anyway because they were used for longer you need more hydrogen cyanide concentration to kill non-warm-blooded animals and warm-blooded like humans, etc. So also, as with the Reinhardt camps, there is extremely strong circumstantial evidence for exterminations at Auschwitz. Namely, the fact that nine, the 900,000 people who were unregistered just vanished upon arrival in the camp, just completely vanished. I would be very interested to hear Mike's explanation for how they vanished. Um, I bet he has absolutely none. That's my prediction. Zero. Um, and, you know, you get 100,000 more who were registered and died later by gassing or other means. So, again, we have a convergence of all categories of evidence uh, concerning Auschwitz. The testimonial evidence, you got the guy who admitted he was lying, Mike. I got to admit, you don't have all for this. You got that guy. But you have the documentary evidence, the construction documents, which show in the building Mike says is a is a morgue, has a gas-tight door with a peephole, has, uh, is in need of hydrogen cyanide detectors and a heat- preheating system. And it's called a gassing cellar twice by the Germans. So that's Mike's morgue. Um, and <laughs> the chemical testing, which shows more residue in blown up buildings of hydrogen cyanide. They've been exposed to rain for generations. And like some are just foundations. More residue of hydrogen cyanide there than any other building except the, the non-homicidal gas chambers. Archaeological records, the pictures, which I'm going to show later if you say it doesn't exist or whatever. 
and um, or it, the picture is showing clearly the holes in the roof, the disturbances which reflect the holes to be more specific, and then also the van- the disappearance of the victims, the um, the circumstantial evidence. So um, I'm going to make one point quickly about uh, total dead. Um, so I've talked about the attentive viewer will notice I've talked about um, three main extermination stages. Um, to about 2 million for the, or a little less for the Einsatzgruppen mass shootings, about uh, 1.4 million for Actian Reinhardt, and about 1 million for um, Auschwitz. It's 4.4 million Jews. Uh, several hundred thousand other deaths can be accounted for in other camps, in the ghettos, um, by the Romanians in action, or the Croats in actions that weren't covered by other documents I cited, and so on. Uh, you get a figure uh, just by comparing, for example, the number of Jews who were sent to these facilities versus the number that were alive at the end of the war. You get a figure of several hundred thousand at least. The figure is going to be above five million. This is corroborated by the Anglo-American um, Committee of Inquiry, which after the war um, found about 5.7 million decrease in the Jewish population. Now, I think that's a little too high for the, if you say 5.7 million for deaths, because it's going to be de- that decrease is also their military deaths, a very small number who immigrated, perhaps some small number who were um, not accounted for in the Soviet interior. Of course, they were accounted for. But they were, you know, they were identified by Jewish organizations and so on. But some may have slipped under the cracks. But you're going to get a figure over five million, probably about five point three, in my view. Okay. So having discussed the three main killing operations and how the figure is over five million, um, the I'm going to talk about intent of Nazi leaders. Uh, basically, I'll show that the Nazi leaders knew about and approved of the extermination of the Jews, and that the Germans, uh, the German state and law endorsed in principle Jewish killing of Jews. So. Start with Hans Frank, who was the head of the general government in German-occupied Poland. He attended a speech by Hitler on 12 December 1941. He reported back to his colleagues in Poland a few days later on what he heard. And I quote Frank, In Berlin, we were told, why are you making all this trouble? We don't want the Jews either, not in the Ostland nor in the Reich Commissariat. Liquidate them yourselves. Gentlemen, I must ask you to steel yourselves against all considerations of compassion. We must destroy the Jews whenever we, wherever we find them, wherever it is possible. Sure, Mike will say, oh, it's metaphorical. It just, what is it? Just rhetoric. It doesn't mean anything. Well, you have spe- specific policy consequences with precise statistical detail. So Frank, same guy that is apparently engaged in metaphors, in poetry, he says on 24 August 1942, in a meeting, not like some rah, rah, rah public speech, in a meeting that 1.2 million Jews are going to die of starvation, won't be fed. And he says the anti-Jewish action, which I'd interpret, Mike won't, but I'd interpret as sending Jews to death camps. <clears throat> Mike would probably say like, I, don't know, I have no idea what to say, frankly. But I would say death camps, that it'll be sped up if the Jews don't starve to death. So it's highly specific. That isn't metaphorical. He's talking about a specific number of people who will starve. If they don't starve, they'll be sent to the death and other means. Uh, similarly, Hitler said to Horty on 17 April 1943, the Hungarian leader, that um, of the Polish Jews in the German occupation, that they did, if they did not want to work, they were shot. And if they could not work, they had to perish. And Mike might say, oh, oh that's metaphorical. Well, Horty didn't think it was metaphorical. Horty believed and told colleagues, Hitler's own fucking ally in 1944, that Hitler wants the Jews massacred. And I don't want to have our Jews massacred, so Hitler's mad at me. So apparently Mike thinks he understands what Hitler said to Horty in 1943 better than what Horty understood. On uh, Himmler's posing speech on 6 uh, October 1943, he makes clear what these supposedly metaphorical words like Ausraltung, extermination, annihilation, and so on mean. He speaks of the Jews. Um, we were faced with the question, what to do with the women and children? I decided to find a very clear solution to this problem. I did not consider myself justified to exterminate the men. So he says, exterminate, oh, is this metaphorical? Himmler clarifies, in other words, to kill them, umbringen, or have them be killed. He uses the word kill, 
and then allow the Avengers in the form of the children to grow up. The difficult decision had to be made to have this people disappear from the face of the earth. And he says it's the most difficult we ever had to do. That's the most painful and difficult thing we ever had to do. I mean, what would that be? What would that be, Mike, I wonder? If an organization that killed a lot of people for a lot of reasons, what would the most difficult task they ever had to be? be? Um, and what does it mean to kill the women and children? Is that metaphor? doesn't sound like it to me. Um, and last quote I'll give is Goebbels from 14 March 1945. By the way, Mike, my computer, like my other computer died. I'm pure beamer tech. What time am I at? Do you know? 22 and a half minutes by my okay, stopwatch. Right. Thank you. Um, so Goebbels wrote in his diary entry, the last quote, on 14 March 1945, when you have the power to do so, you have to kill these Jews like rats. In Germany, we have, thank God, thoroughly taken care of that already. I hope the world will take it as an example. So the metaphorical claim doesn't work. Himmler clearly defines extermination as killing, killing, making them disappear from the earth. There's precise specific statistical detail, 1.2 million starving to death, dying. That's not metaphorical. That's that's precise. Um, it just isn't plausible that all these quotes are metaphorical. And fucking Horty, who was talked to by Hitler, understands it differently than Mike. The, Hitler's own ally, who had a good relationship with him and spoke German, I may add, in 1943, understood Hitler to, to be talking about extermination. Didn't say it after the war, said in 1944. So I'd be interested to hear Mike explain how he understands what Hitler said 80 years ago better than what Horty understood at the time, his own ally. Um, so again, and... These calls by German leaders to kill Jews were not merely rhetorical or personal statements, but they were codified into German law. So this, again, discredits a metaphor nonsense. Um, so on 26 October 1942, an SS judge reported to the SS main legal office Himmler's decision that killing Jews would be legal for assessment. Legal is a matter, of course, with exceptions of if you're like trying to rape a woman, that's not allowed. If you're trying to steal someone's money, that's not allowed. It's like personal perverted motives. And this principle of that it's legal as a matter of course, but illegal in certain circumstances, was applied in the uh, court martial of SS man uh, Max Teubner. So he was this guy took pictures of Jews he killed. He was bragging about. He took weird pleasure in it, and he was condemned by the Nazis. They were mad about. It. And what did the court actually say though, Mike? Were they condemning him for killing Jews? Was was that why he was punished? Well, let's quote the court: "The accused shall not be punished because of his actions against the Jews as such. So he killed Jews." And the court says, I quote again, the accused shall not be punished because of his actions against the Jews as such. I continue. The Jews, this is a court, the Jews have to be exterminated and none of the Jews killed was any great loss. Here's a criticism of the accused. The accused should have recognized that the extermination of the Jews was the duty of the commandos, which were set especially for this purpose. So like, that's what they're mad about him for. That's part of it. Okay, the Jews have, the actions are not, in and of themselves aren't bad. They're not punished for that. The Jews have, the Jews killed are not any great loss. But, you know, you should have known that this was someone else's duty. And you also shouldn't have, quote, and quote them, applied Bolshevik methods during the necessary extermination. So he applied Bolshevik methods during the necessary extermination. That's why. That was the problem. This guy who killed Jews applied Bolshevik methods during the necessary extermination. That is a German court saying that his actions were necessary. The Bolshevik methods are the punishment. You can't take pictures of your murder victims, Mike. You can't do it. You're, you're a Nazi leader now. You've got you've to learn these things. Um so the court clearly says he's not being punished for killing Jews. Killing Jews is fine. You can, ju you just can't, he didn't have the jurisdiction to do it. And he applied Bolshevik methods. He was a sadist and so on. So it's quite plain that uh, German policy from the statement of the leaders and from the, the legal decision and the legal principle I referred to that German policy allowed for the killing of Jews by SS men. 
uh, for political reasons. Uh, Himmler's memo, the memo which is an order from Himmler, which is reported the SS main legal office, says killing Jews for political reasons, okay. So political anti-Semitism, okay. Can't kill a Jewish woman because you want to rape her or have some weird sexual thing. You can't kill someone to just steal all their money for yourself, but you can you can't take pictures like this guy did. But yeah, killing them is okay for if it's out of political anti-Semitism, according to the Germans. Okay, so just to sum up what I've said so far, um, all categories of evidence from post-war confessions of German leaders, so all uh, all uh, statements, all witnesses in the Reinhardt camps, all witnesses in the Einsatzgruppen, so on, everybody. And then Mike has this witness in Auschwitz and maybe one other one that you know, admitted he was lying. Um, it, so all witnesses for these first two things and virtually all for Auschwitz say extermination. All the, ev- all the physical evidence shows this, the forensic evidence, the residue of hydrogen cyanide in the cremas. The description of the cremas as needing gas tight doors, hydrogen cyanide detectors, and being called gas chamber, pardon me, gas cellars uh, supports this. Um, the colossal mass graves, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mass graves in the Eastern Front identified, all of it supports this. And also the, the circumstantial evidence supports it. So, my two final quick points. Uh, this is a trial. Mike needs an alibi for his client, the Nazis. How did millions of Jews disappear in Nazi custody if they weren't killed? What is the alibi? And is there any evidence? That's the first thing. And the last thing I'll say, and this is the final bit, so I guess I'll end a little early maybe, um, is what is the evidence for this claim you've made against the German, the, the uh, allies? So, um, you know, we're, my interpretation of the Holocaust is not the only one where I'm accusing a state of a horrible crime. You're accusing the allies of framing the Germans for this holohoax, as you call it. What is your evidence for that? And by the way, Rudolf Hoss being tortured is not proof of that. I could say it's that there's there's a story where the other guy of a guy whose daughter was trafficked and he beat up the trafficker. Is that evidence he framed the trafficker? A Jewish soldier ad hoc tortured the commandant of Auschwitz who murdered hundreds of thousands of Jewish children. That is not proof of a grand conspiracy theory. What would, would be proof is a document, a testimony. Show me one piece of evidence for this ho- hoax thing. One piece of evidence. Otherwise, I have to submit that you're promoting a dumb conspiracy theory. So I want an alibi. I want you to prove this hoax thing. You can just say, oh, I don't have to prove it. I can just make allegations to my people for years with no evidence. But your interpretation of the Holocaust is a crime on the part of the allies. Show some evidence for it. One guy being tortured who committed genocide uh, by a Jewish soldier is not proof of a conspiracy to frame the Germans. Find one document, one witness saying, I was involved in this hoax. Show me something for that. That's it. I will meet myself and Mike can go. 50 minutes. Okay. Or you can do your bottom uh, two. Let me start my thing. Pause, reset. Okay. So, in arguing for the Holocaust, my opponent will have several structural advantages. He will be tapping into your previous exposure to traumatic and violent propaganda about the Holocaust usually experienced during your childhood, making you more open to suggestion. He will have the upper hand of social proof and institutional support for this myth, which enjoys billions in private and public sector funding every year. He will be telling the same story told in award-winning, high-budget films by famous Jewish directors, in decades of TV specials, and in countless articles in the mainstream press, most of which is owned and controlled by wealthy and powerful Jews. In the Western world and Europe, Jews control the media. He will have the backing of dozens of Jewish activist groups like the ADL and its leader, Jonathan Greenblatt, the arbiter of what content is and is not allowed on all major Internet platforms. Not to mention government offices occupied by Jews like Deborah Lipstadt that are dedicated to promoting the Holocaust myth and policing public opinion. 
he will also have the advantage of the social and economic prohibition in the United States and the legal prohibition in many European countries on refuting or even questioning the myth. He will have these advantages even if he doesn't want them. They nonetheless exist and are in operation. However, I urge all of you to put aside any biases in your head planted by the massive flood of propaganda you have doubtless experienced throughout your life actually look, possibly for the first time, at what is actually being said. Matthew made a lot of generalizations about things, but we've yet to see what's actually in these things, except for in a few cases, I'll grant them a few things he quoted documents. But a lot of things he hasn't done it yet, so we're going to actually examine these things. Now, most Holocaust denier activity, and yes, I'm a Holocaust denier. I don't bother with the, the revisionist. I deny the, the thing called the Holocaust happened, okay? So I'm, hope, I'm sure you're happy I grant you that. Most Holocaust denier activity is simply informing so-called normies of what the allegations really are. Typically, this results in the normie themselves taking on the role of Holocaust denier, and saying that such stories are either impossible and stupid and that I must clearly be lying. For example, several years ago, I made a post in which I simply showed a picture from Germán Rudolph's book, which Matthew included in his document dump, that shows a picture of a real gas chamber in a U.S. prison side by side with a purported gas chamber at Auschwitz Camp 1. Subheading saying how superior American, German, uh, American engineering is to German engineering. Now, this resulted in everybody in the comments section calling me a liar and presuming to deny the Holocaust, saying that's not a, that can't possibly be a gas chamber. Gas chambers don't look like that. So I told the ones that were in Europe that they should be careful not to break any laws. Now, when it comes to actually arguing for this myth, my opponent's method will actually be the one that is no different than that of any other conspiracy theorist, no matter what particular conspiracy theory they're promoting. He's going to say that documents don't mean what they actually say, but have hidden meanings. He will say that absence of evidence is a form of evidence. He's going to twist the words and meanings to fit a predetermined narrative. He will cherry pick small little items from a large mass of documents that contradict the overall picture painted by the mass. He will demand a very specific interpretation of ambiguous statements, and he's going to engage in a classic connect-the-dots style of conspiracy theorizing, where small tidbits of individual documents or fragments of statements, often amounting to only one sentence or even one word, are selected and connected with other fragments and statements. These items are often unrelated, separated by long periods of time, or both. Overall, his evidence is threadbare and absurd given the magnitude of the allegations he is making. Ironically... The better known the particular aspect of the Holocaust myth is, the fewer items of evidence my opponent has presented for it. For the purported homicidal gas chamber of Auschwitz, by far the most famous aspect of the Holocaust myth, he offers merely a half a dozen or so items. These items ignore the vast majority of actual documentary evidence about Auschwitz, of which there is a great deal. But you would never know that from talking to most Holocaust fabulists, as I like to call them, fabulists. This is a very definition of cherry-picking. In Rudolph's book, he says this about the magnitude of evidence on the Auschwitz camp. Only in the very early 1990s, since the collapse of the communist regime in Eastern Europe, did the files of those agencies of the Third Reich become freely accessible for a certain period of time, which allow a reliable history of the Auschwitz camp to be written. Especially important in this regard are the files of the Central Construction Office of the Waffen-SS and Police at Auschwitz, which are located in Moscow, 
the files of the War Archives of the Waffen-SS in the Military Historical Archives in Prague, and the files of the Auschwitz concentration camp located at the Auschwitz Museum in Poland. Since there are more than 100,000 documents in these archives, it would be necessary to wait for several years for the appearance of a seriously documented work on the topic. End quote. This not only puts the lie to a classic Holocaust fabulous claim that the Nazis destroyed all the documents, but it makes my opponent's presentation look feeble. Out of all these potential documents from which you could draw to tell the story of the Auschwitz camp, he presents fewer than ten, and these few t- rely on you interpreting them only in the specific way he instructs you. He will tell you that the many blueprints and official documents in these archives in which the rooms he says are gas chambers are clearly labeled as corpse cellars are all part of an elaborate ruse. He will tell you that a man who clearly says he witnessed the use of Zyklon B to kill lice was attending a mass execution. He will use another inventive technique in his presentation. I like to call this choose your own Holocaust. This is a method that lesser-known fabulists engage in, where they try to use novelty takes on established parts of the narrative or use little-used documents ignored by mainstream fabulists. A major feature of Choose Your Own Holocaust is the idea that if you can prove that in some edge case, some particular claim could theoretically be possible, then it definitely must have happened that way, regardless of whether it matches up with the mainstream narrative or not. In doing so, my opponent shoots himself in the foot. In his effort to provide novel arguments, he neglects the classics. He has actually eschewed providing any survivor eyewitness testimonies on which the mainstream Auschwitz narrative relies, perhaps because he knows how absurd such testimonies really are when looked at in their entirety, rather than just the few selected phrases which match up with other phrases in other testimonies forming the famous convergence of evidence, which is really no more than convergence of rumor. So even in alleging the vast cover-up in these documents, He's handicapped himself. What's being covered up? Well, for that, we'd need to look at the eyewitness accounts, but he hasn't put any in his documents. So I don't know which ones to look at. So what is being covered up? He has a a fraudulent study saying that there's holes in the roof, but what are these holes for? He doesn't have anything that says what they're for. I mean, sorry, but that's what we agreed to, buddy. Now, on the topic of convergence of evidence as a method of history... The historian J. Arch Getty had this to say in response to Robert Conquest, a conservative historian of the USSR who is now universally recognized, even by Conquest himself, who had to revise his major work in 1990, or maybe it was a little bit later than 19, I don't remember exactly the year, as having exaggerated the number of purge victims of the Stalinist regime. From Getty's book, The Origins of the Great Purge, he says this, For no other period or topic have historians been so eager to write and accept history by anecdote. Grand analytical generalizations have come from secondhand bits of corridor gossip, prison camp stories. My friend met Bukharin's wife in camp and, she said, have become primary sources on central political decision-making. The need to generalize from isolated and unverified particulars has transformed rumors into sources and has equated repetition of stories with confirmation. Indeed, the leading expert on the Great Purges, it means conquest, has written that truth can only thus percolate in the form of hearsay, and that, basically, the best, though not infallible, source is rumor. In a footnote to this passage, Getty then says, Such statements would be astonishing in any other field of history. 
Of course, historians do not accept hearsay and rumor as evidence. Conquest goes on to say that the best way to check rumors is to compare them with one another. Cogrell will say much the same. This procedure would be sound only if rumors were not repeated and if memoirists did not read each other's works. Getty is allowed to say this because he is speaking in the context of the Stalinist purge, and there's no prohibition on revising the record, though the argument applies even more so to the Holocaust. While my opponent has not actually provided any survivor testimony for us to look at, the convergence of rumor from such testimony is the main source for all mainstream accounts of the Holocaust, and particularly the gas chamber myth. I could go further, but there's no point since it won't be an issue in this debate. Now, my opponent will no doubt reply, as he already has. I, I wrote this thinking I would go first, but that's okay. He has already said gas chambers are the only aspect, are not the only aspect of the Holocaust. Well, I'll say this. Gas chambers are the most important one, and it's the one that everyone's brainwashed by in high school, and it's the one that when you left that debate the other day because the hosts wouldn't say that, you know, you were saying, oh, it's really dumb to think historians say six million were gas. I mean, you were, you were correct, but I don't know why you didn't just explain it to them rather than leaving the debate. Uh, historians don't say six million were gas, but nonetheless, the gassings are the thing that is drummed into everyone's head. You can forgive any, any layperson for thinking six million Jews gassed at Auschwitz is the Holocaust. This is the bulk of it, as you say. And by far the bulk of items he provided are not related to gas chambers. I would say 90% at least are related to shootings. This is, this is the relatively new idea of the Holocaust by bullets. That's the claim that the, the Nazis killed millions of Jewish civilians in mass shootings in the occupied East. And that this, not Auschwitz, is the most important element of the Holocaust. Cockrell clearly thinks so because he provided 90% of his documents on this, on this issue. At least something like that. I don't know exactly. But the far majority of them. Well, I do not dispute the policy of shooting some Jews in the East. There is no evidence, nor does he provide any, that there was a policy of mass extermination. He does provide ample evidence to the contrary. I don't dispute Jew shootings of Jewish partisans and political officers in the occupied territories as part of Nazi policy. In fact, this openly stated policy in the famous Commissar Order from Nazi High Command in June 1941 explains the language he will cite in all these documents related to shootings that he provides, as well as some of the diary entries and the memoir he includes elsewhere. He'll make the argument that documents which clearly describe, in plain language, specific prohibitions on shooting working Jews or their families. And for a second here, I want to take a look at something he said to uh, Thomas Dalton in his debate with them on this very issue. Speaking of Carl Yeager, he says this, By December 1... The SD Einsatzkommando 3, Karl Jaeger, reported that Einsatzgruppe A had killed Jews in Lithuania, except working Jews and their family. And here's a quote he provides. I confirm today that Einsatzkommando 3 achieved the goal of solving the Jewish problem in Lithuania. There are no more Jewish in Lithuania apart from working Jews and their families. I wanted to eliminate the working Jews and their families, but the civil administration and the Wehrmacht attacked me most sharply and issued a prohibition against having these Jews and their families shot. So right there we have evidence that he provided in his debate with Dalton that this wasn't the policy. That this guy wanted, this Jaeger guy wanted to yeet every Jew, and the Wehrmacht stepped in and said, you're not allowed to do it. I mean, assuming this document's real. I, I don't bother saying these things are fake, because that's a weak, weak way to argue, but, like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to grant you that, right? 
So he's also going to argue that uh, the SS man getting sentenced to death for a sadistic murder of Jews is evidence of the official policy of killing Jews. These excesses occurred, documents showing that the Nazis meted out the highest penalty for such behavior actually undermine his case they don't prove it, and the fact that he thinks they do prove it kind of shows how deep into his own headcanon they are. Now, from the document he provided, uh, it says this, The question of whether or not and what kind of punishment is to be applied for shooting Jews without order or authority will be decided according to the motives. In purely political motives exist, no punishment is affected. In other words, the commissar order, the order to kill Jewish commissars, which I don't think you dispute that. And then it says sadistic sexual motives and things like that are punished. So this is going against the idea that there was an extermination policy, directly against it. So what happened to all these bodies? He's, he was going to claim that there are a number of documented mass graves. As evidence for this, he's going to point to the work of Father Patrick Desbois, a French priest who uses convergence of rumor method for documenting them, and has not, to my knowledge, ever actually located a single real grave. Desbois' method is simple. Go to Eastern Europe, ask old people in villages if there was a Nazi massacre in the area. They say yes, and he can get someone else to say yes, say it's confirmed. By his own words... The sites of these massacres contain nothing. As he said in October 2002 interview, or sorry, in October 2022 interview with Al Jazeera, in many cases the witnesses bring us to places where Jews were killed, and in many cases there's nothing there. The cover story the Holocaust fabulous used for this lack of any bodies is the unfalsifiable tale of Action 1005 purported secret Nazi commando group who went around in 1943 and 1944 digging up, burning, and grinding the bones of millions of corpses in the middle of an active war zone. No such bone-grinding machine or remains of these ground-up bones or mass cremations have ever been found. In the notorious case of Bobby Yar, we are told that 33,000 people were dug up and burned on pyres by this totally secret commando force. Allied aerial photographs of the area from a few days after this massive pit was dug and after an equally massive pyre of bodies was burned show no disturbances in the ground of the site. Additionally, my opponent has provided among his documents a 900-page book containing transcriptions of the Einsatz Group and reports. While these documents do have mentions of shootings of Jewish partisans, they are very explicit about it and do not use coded language. Nor were they destroyed. So if the Nazis took the rather difficult step of Action 1005, you know, secret commando group to go and burn bodies, dig up pits and grind bones and whatever. Why did they take the much easier step of just destroying these reports? <laughs> you know, as they're alleged with no evidence to have done elsewhere. So what's the correct method for investigating mass graves? The standard was set by the Nazis in their report on the Katyn Forest massacre committed by the Soviets against Polish army officers and other people. My opponent says, and I quote, this report is spurgy and lie-filled. That's a completely normal way for a serious historian to speak, I suppose. In fact, it was a thorough investigation carried out by forensic experts from 11 different countries. Their report was convincing enough to the Western allies that they prevented the Soviets from bringing charges related to Kintin at Nuremberg. My opponent attempted to use these facts in a completely backward and counterintuitive fashion. 
He claims that Nuremberg was not a show trial because the Nazis were not charged with a crime they had already proven they didn't commit, and that was actually committed by the Soviets. Inclusion of the charge would have been so absurd as to further discredit the already suspect show trial. While he says that the Nazi report is Spurgey and Liefeld, he does accept that, that it's accepted by all historians that the Soviets did commit the massacre, so what are the lies? Additionally, claiming that Nuremberg was not a show trial because the Soviets attempted to charge the Nazis with a crime they knew that they themselves had committed doesn't make any sense. Leveling accusations that you know are false is the defining factor of a show trial. Just because they didn't get away with it in this instance, there's no reason to think there were not instances in which they did. The willingness to lie and frame were there. So he talks about, you know, oh, what's the evidence? There's a well, right, right here. He admits himself the Soviets attempted to charge the Nazis with crimes that they knew they committed. There's evidence of mendacity right there. Speaking of Nuremberg, one of the folders my opponent provided is labeled Non-Coerced Confessions of the Holocaust. Contains about maybe 11 names, I think. By including this folder... He's conceding that the other confessions are coerced, including all confessions at the Nuremberg trials. He seems to concede that they were show trials, and in fact that they were a frame-up, because he's categorizing all other confessions in these 11 as coerced. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. So he's going to argue that there are large numbers of missing Jews, and there's no explanation of where they went. So we must therefore conclude that his conspiracy theory is correct. No other explanation is possible. This is like saying that my tooth disappeared from under my pillow as a child because the tooth fairy is real and no other explanation is possible. Or like saying that the approximately 840,000 children that go missing in the, and are reported missing to the FBI every year in the United States are actually being trafficked inside furniture delivered to Tom Hanks' house, or maybe they're being enjoyed for lunch by Hillary Clinton and John Podesta at Comet Pizza. No other explanation is possible. If you can't tell me where they met, went, then you have to defer to my theory. The Yad Vashem archive lists some 4 million missing Jews in its database, but there's no actual quality control or fact-checking used in compiling it is built like all Holocaust evidence on hearsay, simply Jews reporting that so-and-so died. There are numerous duplications, and many people listed in it survived for years after 1945. There are numerous media reports of Jewish families who reported their relatives dead in the database, later finding each other and having tearful reunions on the evening news. So here we already have a place where purported dead Jews went. Well, they were actually alive. They weren't dead. They were found. They found each other. They thought they were dead, and here they are alive. So we already have ample evidence of that. It is not at all clear if such records are subsequently purged from this database. I don't think that they are. In, 20, in a 2020 National Justice article, Stryker documented the fact that several well-known Holocaust survivors and even well-known supposed witnesses and fabulists that are well-known in, in the field, like Yitzhak Arad, whose former name was Isaac Rudnicki, born 1923 in Poland, were listed often multiple times in the database. And I know that my opponent knows about this article because he emailed me and Stryker when it came out complimenting Stryker's research. While there are no doubt some unaccounted for Jews, the numbers are by no means reliable. So where did the Jews go? I don't know. Some probably died. 
Many survived. Where else would all these survivors bilking the German people for billions be coming from? Surely none of them would be faking it, would they? Now, the Commissar Order, the only actual order in existence, commanding the killing of Jews by the Nazis, you could argue was a criminal order. But far more criminal orders were issued, and on a routine basis, by the Allies. If the justification for the Allied war crimes is that they worked to lower enemy morale, the same justification can be given for the Commissar Order. The Germans believed the USSR was a Jewish Bolshevik terror state and that the morale was maintained by Jewish commissars in the ranks of the soldiers. Their plan to lower enemy morale was to kill the Jewish commissars. It worked! Since about 3 million Soviet soldiers surrendered to the Germans by the end of 1941, more than they could properly handle. This is a much more humane way to break morale than the policy chosen by the Allies. So speaking of that, let's ask a question. What would documents, quotations, and diary entries from top government and military officials that were actually engaged in a conspiracy to commit mass killings of civilians look like? What kind of language would they use? What would they say? Well, we don't have to look far. We can simply look at the record from the Allied side. They openly discussed plans to murder mass numbers of civilians, discussed carrying out the murders, and issued documents assessing the effectiveness of the murders after the fact. The evidence here is so voluminous that I could not possibly include it all, so I'll select a few items. However, unlike my opponent, these selections will be exemplary of the vast body of evidence and will not require deliberately malicious or mendacious interpretation. Nor are these documents, quotations, or mass killings disputed by anyone. So in a July 8, 1940 letter to Lord Bieberwick, the Minister of Aircraft Production, Winston Churchill said this, When I look round to see how we can win the war, I see that there is only one sure path. We have no continental ally which can defeat the German military power. Should Hitler be repulsed here, or not try an invasion, he will recoil eastward, and we will have nothing to stop him. But there is one thing that will bring him back and bring him down, and that is an absolutely devastating, exterminating attack by very heavy bombers from this country upon the Nazi homeland. Now, this isn't translated from another language. This is English. Churchill spoke English. I mean, some people say he spoke English. Churchill spoke English when he wasn't drunk. Um, And so here he says exterminating in English. Based on arguments my opponent makes concerning Goebbels' diary... He has to also assert that there was definitely a plan in July 1940 by Winston Churchill to kill every German. He has to assert that. Logically, when you say these things, then that definitely means these plans exist. If he doesn't assert it, it would be interesting to hear why not. Because there's no evidence of the program? Because one statement doesn't prove the existence of a program? Maybe because no matter what he said in the letter, the actual plan was to kill civilians to force a surrender, not to kill literally every single German. Maybe he would even go so far as to state that other statements by Churchill (laughs) demonstrate that there wasn't a plan. This would be an interesting thing for him to claim. 
But I'd say he's stuck. He's got to say that no, no, for sure. In in that point, 1940, Winston Churchill had a plan: kill every single German. We can look at every, other things. We can look at the book uh, by the, the Jew Kaufman: uh, Germany Must Perish. Literally, this is a book saying every, every we got to kill every freaking German. I mean, based on Cockrell's method, we could. This is a plan. This is part of a plan. Sir Arthur Bomber Harris said in a 1982 interview, referencing this quote, that while he is often credited. With the idea of targeting German civilians to break morale, the idea really came from Churchill. It was the origin of the idea of bombing the enemy out of the war. I should have been proud of it, but it originated with Winston, he said. Interestingly, Harris does not seem to interpret the word exterminating to mean killing every German. He seems to think it means bombing the enemy out of the war, not killing every single one of them. So maybe if Bomber Harris were still alive, my opponent here could give him a lecture on what words really mean. Churchill's words are sharply contra- contrasted by Hermann Goring's directive to the Luftwaffe on June 30th, 1940. The war against England is to be restricted to destructive attacks against industry and air force targets which have weak defensive forces. The most thorough study of the target concern, that is, vital points of the target, is a prerequisite for success. It is also stressed that every effort should be made to avoid unnecessary loss of life amongst the civilian population. End quote. The targeting of German civilians is often justified as a retaliation to the German air campaign. But this argument is challenged by Sir Basil Collier, an official historian for the British government who wrote of the German Blitz campaign in 1957, detailed records of the raids made during the autumn and winter of 1940-41 to 41 does not suggest indiscriminate bombing of the civilians was intended. The points of aim selected were largely factories and docks. Other objectives specifically allotted to bomber crews include the city of London and the governmental quarter around Whitehall. Now, city of London doesn't mean the entire city. It means just the government area. So the Nazis restricted their bombings of Britain to military and command and control targets. On February 14, 1941, Royal Air Force issued General Directive No. 5, the so-called Area Bombing Directive. It stated, You are accordingly authorized to employ your forces without restriction. To remove any ambiguity, Chief of Staff Charles Portal issued a clarification on February 15th, stating, Referencing the new bombing directive, I suppose it is clear the aiming points will be built-up areas and not, for instance, the dockyards or aircraft factories where these are mentioned in Appendix A. This must be made quite clear if it is not already understood. On March 30th, 1942, the British Cabinet sent a memo to Winston Churchill that has since become known as the de-housing paper. This is de-housing, not de-lousing. This paper contained an official recommendation accepted by Churchill to target German civilian homes and create a refugee crisis. The memo stated, In 1938, over 22 million Germans lived in 58 towns of over 100,000 inhabitants, which, with modern equipment, should be easy to find and hit. Our forecast output of heavy bombers, including Wellingtons, between now and the middle of 1943 is about 10,000. If even half of the total load of 10,000 bombers were dropped on the built-up areas of these 58 German towns, the great majority of their inhabitants, about one-third of the German population, would be turned out of house and home. Investigation seems to show that having one's home demolished is most damaging to morale. People seem to mind it more than having their friends or even relatives killed. So bombing German civilians was the official policy of the British. In October 1943, Sir Winston... Okay, oh, sorry, my bad. In October 1943, Sir Arthur Bomber Harris, commander-in-chief of the Royal Air Force, wrote a letter to Winston Churchill urging him to be honest about the goals of the combined bomber offensive. 
The aim of the combined bomber offensive should be unambiguously and publicly stated. That aim is the destruction of German cities, the killing of German workers, the disruption of civilized life throughout Germany. It should be emphasized that the destruction of houses, public utilities, transport, and lives, the creation of a refugee problem on an unprecedented scale, and the breakdown of morale both at home and at the battlefronts by fear of extended and intensified bombing are accepted and intended aims of our bombing policy. They are not byproducts of attempts to hit factories. The policy wasn't in question. Harris simply thought the public should be told the truth about it. The October 1944 Standard Operating Procedure issued to the Allied 8th Air Force stated, No towns or cities in Germany will be attacked as secondary or last resort targets, targets of opportunity or otherwise, unless such towns contain or have immediately adjacent to them one or more military objectives. Military objectives include railway lines, junctions, marshalling yards, railway or road bridges or other communications networks, any industrial plant and such obvious military objectives as oil storage tanks, military camps and barracks, troop concentrations, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on. It has been determined that towns and cities large enough to produce an identifiable return on the H2X, which is a radar scope, generally contain a large proportion of the military objectives listed above these centers, therefore may be attacked as secondary or last resort targets by through the overcast bombing techniques. So what this is saying is that any town large enough to show up on radar can be bombed. The effect of this was to open up every city in Germany with over 50,000 people and many cities with fewer to aerial bombardment. One week later, U.S. General Nathan Twinning said this in a memo, the present war situation demands that every effort be made to bomb military targets in germany any military installation communication line or industrial plant no matter how small adds to the german war strength and almost any one of the numerous german towns contains such a target so he was using a euphemism military target but it's clear that the definition was so broad that it included anything American James Doolittle, the commander of the 8th Air Force, objected to the targeting of German civilians. But nonetheless, he just followed orders and did it anyway. His objections confirmed that terror bombing of civilians was the policy. Regarding the 8th's most famous terror mission over Berlin in 1945, he said, There are no basically important strictly military targets in the designated area. The chances of terrorizing into submission by merely an increased concentration of bombing a people who have been subjected to intense bombing for four years is extremely remote. We will, in what may be one of our last and best remembered operations, regardless of its effectiveness, violate the basic American principle of precision bombing of targets of strictly military significance for which our tactics were designed and our crews trained and indoctrinated. Well, supposed American principle of precision bombing has never made a comeback, as we have seen in Korea, Vietnam, and Iraq. In the 1945 account of the activities of the Strategic Bomber Command, Arthur Harris recounted the objectives of the 1941 Area Bombing Directive. As always, this guy's the best. The main task, therefore, laid upon the command by the Air Ministry Directive, letter numbered 5 of 14th February 1941, was to focus attacks on the morale of the enemy civil population, and in particular of the industrial workers. This was to be achieved by destroying mainly by incendiary attacks, first four large cities in the Ruhr, and then, as opportunity offered, 14 other industrial cities in northern, central, and southern Germany. The aim of the attacks on town areas had already been defined in an air staff paper dated 23rd September 1941 as follows. 
The ultimate aim of the attack on a town area is to break the morale of the population which occupies it. To ensure this, we must achieve two things. First, we must make the town physically uninhabitable. And secondly, we must make the people conscious of constant personal danger. The immediate aim is therefore twofold, namely to produce destruction and to death. This is just a smattering of the huge amount of available documentation on this topic. The resulting firebombings of Dresden and Hamburg, among other German cities, is well known. No one denies it. That these policies were set and carried out to deliberately kill civilians is not in question. There is no documentary evidence remotely comparable to this for the Holocaust. Ironically, the book Hellstorm contains many survivor testimonies of the bombings that document deliberate killing and strafing of civilians from Allied bombers as well as the sheer terror of a city going up in flames around you. This book is challenged by historians, but why? It contains the same sort of evidence that is constantly used by the fabulous to prove the gas chamber myth. And in fact, the city was bombed. So the people that say these things, there's a convergence of evidence there, right? The people saying that stuff in Hellstorm, there's clearly a convergence of evidence. They were in a city that was bombed. They said stuff about it. But historians don't like this book too much. Not all survivor testimonies are created equally. Estimates of civilian deaths from the strategic bombing campaign range from the low end of 300,000 to the high end of 500,000. The reason that the exact number of murders is so hard to confirm is that incendiary bombs, unlike mortuary crematoria, actually completely incinerate human bodies without a trace for those who are caught in the center of the conflagration. Injuries from these bombings were well over a million, and the number of people rendered homeless was 7.5 million, according to the British government. The total German civilian deaths as a result of crimes against humanity is claimed to be somewhere between 1.5 and 3 million. Most of these are due to the flight, expulsion, and mistreatment of German civilians after the war. These numbers would seem horrific if they did not feel paltry compared to the imaginary figure of 6 million. The wide range indicates that the estimates fluctuate and are argued about by historians. Unlike the mystical six million, which remains the same, no matter how many changes are made to the official narrative, and no matter how many unproven body counts are reduced. My opponent will also freely admit that the Soviets inflated the body counts at Auschwitz for political purposes. It's, it's in his arguments that they did that. The terror bombings of German civilians were extensively documented by Donald L. Miller in his book Masters of the Air, which is currently being made into a streaming series for Apple TV by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg has cast his own son as one of the war criminals that just followed orders and intentionally bombed German women and children. Miller's book is quite frank and open about the nature of the bombing operations, and I used it as a source for many of these quotes. When it comes... Where am I? Okay. When it comes to Japan, the record is no better for the Allies. Terror bombings of Japanese cities were the norm, aggressively promoted by American General Curtis Bombs Away LeMay. Some of LeMay's most famous quotes are as follows. There are no innocent civilians. It is their government, and you're fighting a people. You are not trying to fight an armed force. So it doesn't bother me so much the killing of the so-called innocent bystanders. Killing Japanese didn't bother me very much. I suppose if I had lost the war... I would have been tried as a war criminal. We went over there. He was talking about Korea. He says, we went over there and fought the war eventually, burned down every town in North Korea anyway, some, some way or another, and some South Korea too. Over a period of three years or so, we killed off, what, 20% of the population of Korea as direct casualties of war or from starvation and exposure? 
So these quotes make bombastic rhetoric from Hitler, Himmler, and Goebbels seem tame by comparison. And unlike Nazi hyperbole, there is a clear and unambiguous historical record proving that these quotes reflect official policy and killings that were actually carried out. LeMay's comment about Korea also seems to acknowledge that mass aerial bombardment leads to the starvation and exposure of potentially millions of people. This is a topic about which he would have first-hand knowledge. It also bolsters the Holocaust denier explanation for the emaciated dead and living bodies found at Buchenwald and Dachau prison camps when they were occupied by the Allies. The firebombing of Tokyo on March 10th, 1945, was the deadliest air raid in human history, commanded by LeMay and unambiguously targeting civilians with incendiary bombs over the center of a populated city. LeMay ordered the city burned to the ground with napalm, killing an estimated 150,000 civilians. The purpose, like in the bombings of Germany, was to kill as many people as possible to break morale and force a surrender. The nukes dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki had the same intention. This fact is not controversial. A May 10, 1945 document proposing various targets for the nukes said this about Hiroshima. This is an important army depot and port of embarkation in the middle of an urban industrial area. It is a good radar target, and it is such a size that a large part of the city could be extensively damaged. There are adjacent hills which would likely produce a focusing effect which would considerably increase the blast damage. A May 31st meeting of the interim committee effectively decided to bomb the center of a civilian city. The committee was a joint group that included civilians, most notably Jewish scientist Robert Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is also currently the subject of a major, major motion picture, celebrating his achievement of massacring hundreds of thousands of innocent people and ushering in the era of nuclear terror. Matt Damon plays General Leslie Groves, who is also a member of the committee and endorsed bombing the center of Hiroshima. In the trailer for the film, Damon and Oppenheimer can be seen exchanging witty banter about a weapon capable of murdering millions. The minutes of the May 31st meeting say this. The secretary, Stimson, expressed the conclusion on which there was general agreement that we could not give the Japanese any, any warning, that we could not concentrate on a civilian area, but that we should seek to make a profound psychological impression on as many of the inhabitants as possible. At the suggestion of Dr. Conant, the secretary agreed that the most desirable target would be a vital war plant, employing a large number of workers and closely surrounded by workers' houses. This is euphemistic language for dropping the bomb on the center of a populated area, and they knew it. So this is what euphemistic language really looks like. It's actually quite clear what it means. U.S. Secretary of War Henry Stimson, in his June 6th 1945 diary entry, recounts a conversation with President Truman about the issue of what the target ought to be. I told him that I was busy considering our conduct of the war against Japan, and I told him how I was trying to hold the Air Force down to precision bombing, but with the Japanese method of, of scattering its manufacture, it was rather difficult to prevent area bombing. I told him I was anxious about this feature of the war for two reasons. First, I did not want to have the United States get the reputation of outdoing Hitler in atrocities. And second... I was a little fearful that before we could get ready, the Air Force might have Japan so thoroughly bombed out that the new weapon would not have a fair background to show its strength. He laughed and said he understood. Clearly, it was always understood the bomb would target the center of a city, and this would be an atrocity that risked undermining the atrocity propaganda used against the Nazis. Stimson, of course, was well aware that Tokyo and other cities had already been centrally targeted as a matter of policy to maximize civilian deaths. 
If Stinson, Stimson actually believed the atrocity propaganda about Hitler, he believed a lie. On May 9, 1945, at 11 a.m., he received a briefing on purported death camps at Dachau and Buchenwald, which were occupied by the Allies at the time. As all fabulous, including my opponent, will acknowledge, Dachau and Buchenwald were not death camps, and the claims of human skin lampshades and shrunken heads were lies cooked up by the U.S. Psychological Warfare Division. It is also acknowledged that the piles of dead corpses buried in mass graves by the British at Dachau were victims of a typhus epidemic brought on by the terror bombings. The bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki together killed around 200,000 civilians. In this case, again, it was the Allies and not the Germans who were incinerating bodies without a trace. The gruesome results of these self-admitted terror bombings can be read about in the U.S. Strategic After Action Summaries. Overall, about one million Japanese civilians were murdered in World War II, most from incendiary or nuclear bombs. These are the worst war crimes in history, but they are deliberately made to appear as mere trivialities and sometimes even justified by the myth of the gas chambers in the six million. In his announcement to the nation about the first nuke, President Truman said that Hiroshima was a military target. This was a lie, and it was known to be a lie. Here, the words military target are clearly a euphemism for terror bombing of civilians. Just as in previous documents, military target was used to describe literally any target. If we were to use my opponent's argument regarding the term special action here, we would have to conclude that literally every time the word military target appears in an allied document, it is in fact referring to terrorist killings of civilians, and there is no possibility of any other explanation. If that's the claim you want to make... The Holocaust is the quintessential example of history as written by the victor. In this case, the victor is clearly rewriting history to wash his own hands of blood. The Holocaust myth absolutely serves Zionist political ends in justifying the seizure and oppression of the Palestinians and Jewish racial ends by acting as the linchpin behind their control of political and social discourse. But it also served the ends of the Allied governments, particularly Britain and America, in justifying, minimizing, and making excuses for their own stated policies of committing atrocities against civilians. Atrocities which are far more well-documented and explicit than anything presented for the so-called Holocaust. Now, lest I be accused of whataboutism, that's not the point. But the Allies did bad stuff too is not my point. No, the point is to show the difference between the documentary record and historical methods for very real events and for conspiracy theories. So thanks. Okay, so um, I'm going to hold this up for just a second. I have to take this first bit back. So at the beginning, Mike, I had a it says pay you a compliment. Probably no one can see that. I was go- I'm going to have to half take this back because I was going to pay you a compliment because I'm like, wow, this guy is kind of like Goku fighting Vegeta. It's like, wow, this guy actually is pretty good rhetorically. But my God, by the end, you got so boring and you lost like everybody in right, pool. Everybody let's, let's, like, my, 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 it's my turn to talk. It's my turn to talk. I'm well, you're just insulting talk. me. This isn't a debate. You're just insulting me. Let's Mike, if you're going to make Mike, if you're going to make points, so make sensitive. them, Matthew. Don't just sit here and insult me. I'm not going to be silent while you just insult me. Mike, make points or shut up. Boring. Mike, you you made all just. What did I say about you? I said you made bad arguments. That's what we're saying. I gave you 15 minutes. You got to let me write that you can say whatever you want. Like, I'm fabulous or whatever. This is very mild. You got to be a little less sensitive, Mike. Like, like, a little less sensitive, please. I was going to compliment you. Dude, why aren't you you just engaged in a serious discussion? Why can't you just be serious? Okay, it's too, it's too, you're too sensitive for a teeny little bit of dance. That's fine. We'll move on from that part. So, 
Um, regardless of what we think of the rhetoric, he gave no evidence for any of his claims. I challenged him to provide evidence for Holohoke zero. Uh, he calls ho- the Holocaust a conspiracy theory. I provided all witnesses of an Auschwitz, the guy who lied. But you didn't provide any witnesses of Auschwitz. You, 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 we agreed for a non... No interruption. I didn't interrupt you. You took 50 minutes. <laughs> but you I didn't did provide any, any witnesses. Like you're, you're clearly filibustering because you know, as everyone polls saying, this is going disastrously for you. We're dish galloping for half an hour. I'm going to speak now. I won't attack you. I'm going to go on the evidence, okay? Shit with polls okay. okay. So he gave no evidence for his hoax. He's a, his interpretation of the Holocaust is a hoax to frame the Germans. Zero evidence of that provided. So that's the conspiracy theory. He has no evidence. A conspiracy theory is asserting something like a Loch Ness monster with no evidence. That's what Mike's done for years. He has no evidence for his hoax. Zero. He provided zero in that. So even if you think, or you pretend to think my evidence is weak or not compelling, no evidence for his, you'd have to prefer mine as a matter of very basic logic explanation with evidence of the Holocaust what? extermination. Uh, no, Mike, you gotta let me talk. I let you talk for 50 minutes. This is just fair. Just fair speaking time. Back and forth, you can tell, you can call me out for all the bullshit and tell everyone on poll that you're not embarrassing yourself, who the neo-Nazis think you are. Okay. Uh, next. So gave no evidence for his alternative explanation for Leishen Keller. One is a morgue. Zero. Okay. Other than that, it's called corpse cellar. All right. Sure. That's your evidence. My evidence is orders for gas tight doors with peepholes. My evidence is order for a preheating system. My evidence is references to it as a gassing cellar in two separate docu- architectural documents. And all the witnesses who worked there said it was an extermination camp. Uh, sorry, extermination room, room, the main gas chamber of Auschwitz. So I'm happy to go up on evidence with you that it's a morgue and that you need a preheating system for a morgue. Um, and uh, hydrogen cyanide detectors. Good, good theory there. Um, one point we're going to make in the historical method, and it's not, this isn't Mike's problem that he doesn't know about this. This is just like a practice of history. And some people don't buy history as a discipline. There are some intelligent people who have criticism of history as a discipline. The core method of history as it's developed in the Western world by Europeans, by white people. Ooh, <laughs> half North African here explaining this to, to other to Wignats. But um, the uh, Leopold von Ranke and others developed uh, uh, the historical method. You need to have positive narratives. You can't just have a nihilistic method where I don't believe this, I don't believe that. That's part of it. Not Negative evidence is part of it. But you have to have some positive narrative to explain phenomena. So millions of Jews disappeared in Nazi custody. You can find problems with a database. Yeah. And I, I look, if Stryker's right about a database being fucked up, he's right. I said that to him. I don't back away from that. He, this database has a ton of errors. It's embarrassing. But the fact is we have clear records of maybe one person we're confused about. Someone says, oh, that person was in Dachau or, or Buchenwald. We don't know who specifically disappeared. But we know, we know firmly that the vast majority of the deportees disappeared. Which ones of the deportees were among the survivors and the disappeared? That can be a difficult question. But we have firm documentary evidence. The vast majority of people sent to these camps from which they could not leave under penalty of death vanished. Mike has no alternative explanation. Didn't even try. Talked about like Noam Chomsky stuff for 20 minutes. So uh, Mike made this statement, which was rather humorous to me, that I'm misinterpreting documents. I'm placing this outrageous innuendo. Kill them like rats. I'm placing innuendo on that. Uh, we had to kill the women and children, and by 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 exterminate, I mean to kill. I'm putting uh, I'm putting some weird interpretation of that. Liquidate. They're being liquidated by a barbaric method. The Brian Camp interpreting. My submission is that this is a bare bare conclusory statement that is obviously not true. Mike is the one uh, <laughs> obscuring these documents. In terms of normies and choose your own Holocaust, I don't care what normies think. I mean, I got triggered the other day. That Mio guy, honestly wasn't the debate you're, you're silly but like yeah he kind of made me look stupid because i shouldn't have rage quit an interview that was kind of dumb i don't care what normies think i've presented what i believe and you can you can dispute that or not you can say oh i'm a denier i'm not but like whatever 
I present what I believe. Five million Jews, at least, killed in uh, gassing and mass shooting. And you haven't contested that. So I don't care what normies think. Um, I did a couple weeks ago, but got over that. Thanks to thanks to me. I'm even complimenting the, the guy. This never bitch. You made me look dumb. Um, okay, so mass graves. Uh, you're just making a misstatement of fact. So first of all, I provided multiple organizations, not this, this priest guy. Um, your prepared statement only referred to the priest guy. You should have done a rebuttal like I told you to. Um, but even the father de Beauvoir, de Beauvoir, I can't pronounce his name, don't speak French, but he was only given permission to do one excavation as far as I can tell. But he did do an excavation. He uh, No, Mike, it, at Busk, several thousand corpses were exhumed, which he identified. You're laughing. You were wrong. You're embarrassed. You said none. You made a misstatement of fact. The one case where he so none that I know of. Oh, Mike, you cannot interrupt me. I let you speak. The the but this is too sensitive for you. You shouldn't have done it. I think I'm being pretty mild. Thus, several thousand of victims were found. They were exhumed. You can laugh. You can try to put on a front, but you're in denial about the facts. Several thousand ex- victims were exhumed in Busk that this guy identified. And he next b- bullets and cartridges of the German military. So you're just showing your ignorance and posturing by laughing when this guy, the grave he identified, got permission to exhume, had this. Now, there's apparently some Jewish law that prevents exhumation of the dead. And also, like, you know, people don't want to exhume the dead. I wouldn't. Would you want to exhume Arlington Cemetery to test like battlefield things? It's just kind of silly. But I would want to as a historian. But there's some sensitivity about that. But the one time where the guy got uh, permission to do this, he found um, he found a huge mass grave. And you didn't also reference the dozens and dozens of mass graves I found I mentioned in Belzec. You gave no response to that loaded with ash, which correspond to hundreds of thousands of human corpses. No response to that, which completely demolishes your theory that Belzig wasn't an extermination camp. Um, and also, I didn't just reference this French guy. I referenced multiple independent organizations. There's pictures of exhumations that were done by the Soviets. Obviously, the Soviets are the ones. Ooh, they're the ones who had to do it, Mike, because the Eastern Front was where most of the shooting was. They nevertheless took pictures of this, and their figures were now their figures were found to be exaggerated. But the uh, killings were confirmed by West German courts, who also found that they're exaggerating the number. So they're obviously not just in, the, in league with the Soviets if they're saying the number's not right, but they confirm these killings. And there's, there's considerable pictorial evidence that I'll be happy to post on my Twitter after this exchange. Um, in terms of the order illegal to kill Jews, they say specifically in the court judgment, Mike, he's not being punished for his actions against the Jews as such. He's being punished for using Bolshevik methods in the necessary extermination. That is what the court says, the necessary extermination. The Jews, he's not being killed for his actions. He's punished for his Bolshevik methods, which is what they, the spin they use for um, his sadism or whatever, his picking pictures. Um, so, and it, it's funny that the one case, you, we can, the two cases we can find of this, of, of someone being punished, are cases where somebody is engaged in like bizarre, sadistic, perverted behavior. And you cannot find other cases where like a random SS man who kills Jews is punished other than that during the Holocaust. Obviously, before you can't. Uh, before the extermination policies introduced, I might add, you read that politics is a is a legitimate motive for killing Jews. So say like, you know, um, my mom says, "Oh, I hate white people," ah, even though she has a, wh- a whitest husband in the world. Ah, that's a political motive. So it would be if she killed a white person for politi- because she hates white people. She doesn't, of course, but it, that would be a political motive. Obviously, saying yeah, if you have a political motive to kill Jews and you can do it, it's legal. That is not. Um, <laughs> that is not saying it's generally prohibited. Political motive is not military, Mike. The Nazis had a political motive 
anti-Semitism is political. Your whole thing is political anti-Semitism. So anti-Semitism is a form of politics. You're an, you're an anti-Semite. You're misinterpreting you're what I said, but Mike, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you made a misstatement of fact with known bone crushing machine. That's just not true. You're just wrong. There have, there, there has been pictures of a bone, of a ball mill been found, which I sent you. So you're just completely wrong on that. In terms of the confessions you reference, I, yeah, I, I talk about non-coerced confessions because all judicial co- confessions are in some sense coerced. Right. If someone takes you to court and says, you know, Mike, you've had too much ranch or something. I've had too much ranch too. It's probably a mutual problem of ours or takes me to court for that. You know, even if it's true or false, I'm still being coerced. All judicial confessions are coerced in some sense. You're arrested. You're in jail, right? Um, so what's interesting about the non-coerced confessions I provide, like Eichmann in Argentina before he's captured, like Hajimin al-Husseini writing from the fucking Middle East, is that these people with no coercion are just telling their buddies, yeah, yeah, that this happened. And even in the case of al-Husseini, like Palestinians are mad. I'm like, no, don't say that. This gives the Zionist propaganda. And he's like, no, it happened though. I'm not going to lie about it. That was the same as I went to his buddies. So you, you you have no explanation for why these people in totally non-coercive, non-judicial context confess to their friends. Again, we're not talking about I went to the Israelis. We're talking about him to his SS buddies. We're talking about El Husseini writing his memoirs in the Middle East. This guy who was in the in the, was a German collaborator, an Arab German collaborator, and was in the in Berlin during the war. So why does he write that? Doesn't make any sense. Um, you say no criminal order to exterminate Jews. There's a document. Alus partisan Osiratan, that Jews are to be exterminated as partisans. Um, now, I interpret that as just ref- because I'm intellectually honest. I re- I, even though it doesn't say this, I interpret that as just referring to Soviet Jews. But nevertheless, that is an order to exterminate as partisans Jews. You also mentioned the Jaeger report, and you say, oh, it's only working Jews. Yeah, that's actually uh, working Jews, but that's actually technically true. But one thing you're omitting is that working Jews were a teeny minority. These are just Jews who were war essential. Right. All the other Jews were killed. And in the report you admit was authentic. You don't contest. He's talking about killing tens of thousands of kids. Kinder. He's not talking about teenagers, kids. So you're saying a report where he talks about killing tens of thousands of Jewish kids is authentic. Yes, they wanted to keep the very small percentage, a teeny percent of the population who were of essential war related labor. They didn't want them to be demoralized under the work. So they did not kill the, the kids. Right. They killed their kids were kept alive. But the overwhelming majority of the population, men, women, children were killed as the report you cite proves hilariously what you i thought you'd actually say the jaeger report's fake but it proves the vast majority of jews are being killed by jaeger that he has in his remit. that's what he fucking says um in terms of this other stuff what does you say holes in the roof i don't know if you're disputing them or not but there's pictorial evidence of it is there is it a conspiracy i don't know if you're disputing it or not we can talk about that in the rebuttal maybe that's something i missed um in terms of churchill he's talking about an exterminating attack um, that you would say that's some kind of evidence of, of, of course, they're, they're killing civilians. Like the terror bombing was killing civilians. Yeah, obviously. All he, civilians? He that. Every single one? No, but he doesn't. Look, Himmler talked, these statements that the Nazis are totally different. Himmler's talking about how we made these people disappear from the earth and we had to kill the women of children. And he says, by extermination, I meant kill. He's saying I, he was trying to basically incriminate. They said people. the same thing in what I was quoting. Okay, he, he, he they said, said the we same have, exact so kind of Churchill thing. said we have to make these people disappear from the earth. Where does he well, say they, that? The, all the, the whole list of quotes, they were saying that none consistently. Them, them we got to kill them. And anyway, even if, like, all, of this was, like, all of this was irrelevant because, uh, oh. first of all, it did not show that. And second of all, all of this is irrelevant. If you want to prove, if you want to allege genocide against Germans, there's some historians who actually wouldn't find that insane. I mean, I'd have to look into these claims more. <laughs> You're about missing the, the point. Um, whether th- there's an intent for <laughs> millions of Germans, especially after the war. 
You but Mike, it's fucking the, the whole soliloquy that was totally irrelevant because even if <laughs> I grant Mike, you, you can't interrupt. Even if I grant that you've proved German genocide, which I don't, but because I don't know. About, not, <laughs> I knew you would do this. You know. No, but, but, but it's an obvious response. It's just totally irrelevant. The whole thing was irrelevant. That's why everyone got bored and was saying you're doing badly at that point. So just irrelevant. Like, suppose you prove <laughs> German genocide. I'm not even disputing because it's just irrelevant to our debate. The point is you haven't laid a finger on the evidence I presented in the beginning. You haven't laid a finger on all the testimonial evidence, all the documentary evidence, all the physical evidence, the mass graves. You're wrong even about this one French guy. You say never exhumed him. He did. Um, like you just didn't do, say anything and you gave no evidence for – you gave no alibi for the Germans, how millions disappeared in the camps. You point to a database, which is flawed, and Eric Stryker, of all people, showed that it's flawed. Yeah, it's they're, – they're not professional apparently. Uh, the Shem database. So what? That's your evidence against the Holocaust? I mean give me a break. Um, and you have no evidence for your hoax. Zero. So yeah, I think that's, that's about what I wanted. To, oh, yeah. The last point is why is there so much evidence for – the bombings, well, like a policy pursued in the open is, is going to have more evidence than a policy pursued in these oh. camps, which people could not enter or leave. I see. And w- where people were sworn to secrecy. And where do you dispute that Globoshnik ordered the Actian? So we have documents. I mentioned them. There was an incomplete destruction of documents. But do you dispute that Globoshnik ordered Globoshnik? We have a document from Globoshnik. Where he says, I've destroyed the documents for Reinhardt. Do you dispute that the Reinhardt, I don't think any leading revisionist disputes that the Reinhardt documents were destroyed uh, overwhelmingly. Do you dispute that? Like, I mean, I'm being honest with you. I'm not. I'm not uh, sure if that's like. Okay, a, so they were destroyed. So your whole. But, but I'm not saying that no documents were destroyed. There aren't no documents. I mentioned them. There, there's a street report showing. To I know. That's the point. There's a lot of documents. They right? are, they are, they, it was an incomplete. There's a lot of documents. Evidence. And any murderer, Mike, would try to cover up the crime. If you committed murder. I mean, right. if I so why didn't they destroy the Einsatzgruppen documents? Again, but if, but if I, I could easily picture myself being. Wait, wait, why didn't they destroy the Einsatzgruppen documents then? The Einsatzgruppen documents were less sensitive because they were Eastern European Jews. They were Soviet Jews. They were more sensitive about. So some documents Jews destroyed, some weren't, right? The the, the Einsatzgruppen. Well, I mean, some documents were destroyed. were destroyed and some weren't. That's the conclusion, right? Yeah. Well, you okay, admit fair enough. Reinhardt documents were destroyed. You just admitted that. So, like I said, some were destroyed, some weren't. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I don't know what the argument is, and if they, if they, if you. Well, yeah, you clearly misunderstood my argument. It's very okay, clear, so but that's about, fine. We're going to do it back and forth now. How about you? I'll meet myself here, but you, you ask a question, you can develop. I'll give you a couple minutes, and then I ask one. Does that sound fair? Well, I wanted to go through the, your evidence that you produced, uh, like you specifically for Auschwitz. What, uh, th- what eyewitness testimonies do you have for Auschwitz? You, you mentioned them, but which ones did I mean, you provide? You have, you have the Zonder Commando, like. No, uh, no, no. Like, which ones did we, you provide? Well, I mean, I provide. You're t- so you're talking about the flaw in my submission uh, two years ago. Two years yeah, now. yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, maybe the yes. submission. Was, so I'm not allowed to. Am I allowed to talk about documents that people I didn't submit? Well, yes, that's the rule. I said the documents that okay, you're going so to use in debate. I want up I front. Submit. That's so, what I said. Okay, so you, yeah, you've proven. Congratulations. You yourself said the stuff I put in my intro I, is I, irrelevant I, to the yeah, Holocaust. I was willing so. to agree to this ridiculous rule where you're allowed, where you basically have a handicap like my 12 year old cousin. I no, but I didn't introduce it. anything that you didn't already Mike, put you in. You did introduce in your in your introduction. What? You introduced all these documents about like Churchill and shit, which you never. That's not never related to the Holocaust. Well, then why were you talking about the Holocaust? Because it's today? a documentary evidence of a government so, okay, planning you, you to kill civilians that, hour, that which you cannot show something similar to. That's the point. It's okay, not a what so, about. It's not they did so, it too. The point is that they openly plotted and said, we are killing civilians as policy. And you don't have anything like that. That's the point. 
That was the point. To show people what actually a plot by a government to kill people looks like. So... What's that? The I, Jaeger thing, right? Okay, with the, showing... the, the, one, the one where you said that they didn't kill workers and families. All right, fair enough. Like a teeny percentage of the population. Look, I admit that, that Jews were shot in the east, and some of them were okay, probably civilians. Just, I admit it's this. It's not just partisans and commissars. The Jews All right, fine. Scared. But the policy, okay, so you, admitted you yourself says, you have a document from Himmler. You mm-hmm. have a document from Himmler where he says, exterminate partisans. Yeah, as partisan, I was too There you go, exterminate partisans. There it is. You didn't read it. You should have. You should have answered your emails, Mike. Exterminate no, partisan. Partis- exterminate as German. All right. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so now we're gonna par- like I said. I knew you would do this. Like Mike, I said, you're gonna parse these words. Exterminate Mike, Jews as partisans. Okay. When I offered the translation, <laughs> my guys will do it for me. Bro, are you gonna lie about that, really, Mike? I'm not lying about anything. I'm saying in the document the word exterminate. It says exterminate the Jews. They're all partisans. Offered for two years. Okay. And because you're getting crushed, exterminate Jews as partisans. This is what it says, right? No evidence for your hopes. Zero. Hold on. It says what you've said for years. Just wait, Matthew. Please, let's focus here. It says exterminate Jews as partisans. Correct. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. There we go. Okay. I don't think you understand. So you're what you're saying is pretend like all Jews are partisans. No. Is that what you're saying? My interpretation. Oh, your interpretation. Yes. Well, that's not my interpretation. My interpretation is that it says what it says. Exterminate the Jewish partisans. Everyone can hear the translation you provide and everyone can understand what that means as partisans. So if I treat you like shit, Mike, I'm not saying you're literally a piece of shit. They're saying we're going to treat the Jews like partisans. I'm saying I treat Mike as if he were a piece of shit. As a piece of shit. That is not saying Mike is shit. They're not saying Jews are partisans. They're saying Jews are going to be exterminated as partisans. That's what it says. All right. I mean, yeah. Like, I think it says, I think that do- my, my interpretation of that document is that it says to exterminate Jewish partisans. But that's fine. You can have your interpretation. You're free to, I knew you would do this, but that's but, fine. But so, I'll, what else we got? Let's, let's go for it. I wanted to talk about eyewitness accounts. Why is the word? No, no, no. We're going to stay on this for a second. I'll talk about eyewitnesses. I'll say as long as you want, Mike. Um, als. There's the first word, and that is als. That means as. Okay. So, so no, no, the extermination of, of Jews is, 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 is all. Partisans. So basically, here's exactly what my point was in I'm listening. All, listen, listen, listen. Here's exactly what my point was in listening all those, those quotes from the allies about murdering civilians, which they openly admitted. The difference between that and what you're doing is like canyons. You're sitting here parsing over a, of, of a hand. It's a little handwritten thing on a, on a, like on a, on a notepad. The, the thing you showed me that says that. It's literally a handwritten note. Exterminate Jews as partisans. Where did he even write it? Okay, so you're saying it's fake? I'm not yes, saying it's fake. I am not saying it's fake. No, I'm quite sure it's real. My point is, okay, it's a well, handwritten well, note. can decide what it means to exterminate Jews as partisans. They can, under, they can say, right, okay, so, we're just killing partisans. So, again, the, say, the point so here. I'm saying I'm going to treat Matt, Mike as a piece of shit. I understand your claim is that it says to pretend all Jews are partisans and kill them. Mm-hmm. I disagree. And I think that's okay. a very weak claim for that document I relative the to the open claims of the other governments that simply say, yeah, we're just going to bomb and blow up like okay, millions so, of people. So that's fine. Well, again, when, that's um, fine. That's when fine. Robert Lai says we won't rest until the last Jew in Europe is vernichtet und gestorben, annihilated and dead. Yeah, he said that in his Jew speech. In is... Okay, so you think it's metaphorical then? Yeah, he's clearly being hyperbolic. Yes. Have you okay. never seen somebody say something like that? Well, why, You've why never seen someone fed post? It's possible that one piece could be metaphorical. No, no, no. People fed post a lot. Mike. 
Look, these the, these Germans hated Why the Jews, they, okay. right? They, wait, hold on. Let, let's take this hold on a second. Away. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Everything is metaphorical. They're poets. I'm not saying metaphorical. I'm saying they just get excited. Look, you Himmler was pretty spurgy. You like you were spurgy. You will both agree Himmler was a spurg. We'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. You'll agree. Yeah, Himmler is a spurg. Right? We can all agree. So sometimes these spurgs, they get a little excited. The problem well, is that they're just Himmler. speeches. The documents you show are showing people getting executed for killing Jews. So that was why I brought up two directors from from, uh, Frank, because I knew you'd say the first one were like, we have to annihilate, exterminate the Jews wherever we find them. I knew you'd say metaphor. But, not, Himmler, I mean, but there's a later a metaphor. Speech, I'm just saying he's a, a little excited, hyperbole, bombast, you know. By Frank talking about we condemn 1.2 million Jews to death by starvation. Does what, that what, sound like what, a metaphor? What's the document? You? What's the document? I sent it to you. It's Frank's diary. Is that fake? I sent well, it to you. It's in his diary? By the way, Mike sent me zero documents, but I sent all my stuff a year and a half ago. Because the point was that, like, we're examining your documents. No, no, we, uh, you're lying again. We, you, we agreed to have an exchange. I'll post the email. You're well, there's no point. I mean, we're 10, just going so through your stuff. You want to bet $10,000 that you promised that you'd send me your stuff? You want to bet that? Oh, I did, but, but I did okay, send you my stuff. Okay, $10,000. You did promise, so you, you, you didn't live up to your word in that regard. Agreed? Who cares? Like, look. Okay, you didn't. I Let's didn't. Move on. I in my speech ten seconds ago that I just said, okay. nothing that I posted had anything to do with the Holocaust. It was about showing the actual documentary record of what a government I mean, actually like, involved in war crimes looks like. And here you are talking about a napkin note and an interpretation of what's written on a freaking, like, essentially the side of a napkin. I mean, that's that's what you want to do. That's fine. Like I said, I do not dispute that Jews were shot in the Eastern territories, okay? I don't was dispute it, it. Was it just partisans, or were they shooting Jews? I'm sure that there were some children shot, too. I don't think that this okay. was an official policy, and I think that there is ample evidence in things you provided that that's not true, like well, why documents it, why that show children? court proceedings why against people kids? that did that. Why were they shooting kids? I don't know. I don't know why that would happen. Brutal things happen in war. Why were they why bombing and blowing up kids? Why How many kids were incinerated by the Allies? The why does anybody do anything? The point like is not that. Children? The point is you need to prove, Matthew. children and reporting it. The people you're basing your life off of as a grown man are reporting proudly they're killing children. Is that a manly thing to do, Mike? To kill Well, that's kids? not the point. We're not talking about what's manly or not. We're talking children? about what was the policy. I don't, you see, Mike, you just want to make insults about these people. Fine, look, I'm sure that not, there were some Nazis that did bad stuff. No one denies it. Reasonably balanced person. What? If you're taking children and shooting them... Look, I don't give a so- shit that you judge... Like, you make judgmental we're calls. Not That's not the point. We're talking about judgment now. We're talking about... Was it the policy? Systematically. Was it the, the was it the policy? Said, to because according to you, from the earth, according to, the to documents you provided, said, Himmler said we had Himmler the SS even people in the Nazi hierarchy were uncomfortable with the fact that women and children were being killed, Jewish women and children. It didn't yeah, seem to I would be too if that was happening. Yeah. They didn't like it. Himmler right, you're right, exactly, right, exactly. They didn't like it. There you go. Yes, but Himmler, who's in charge, said we he sent us a man to death for doing it. Yes, the children would grow up to be Avengers. He said the policy is to kill women and children. In the Posen speech, Albert Speer, who was he there, said that's the word, policy. Said in a private letter that that was the speech to kill all Jews. He, that was his interpretation. You are going against the interpretation of people who were there. But he says, but there's and there is an order to kill Jews, of, though. It's the commissar order. No, he talks about making them disappear from the earth. Right, it's being hyperbolic. Okay, why does he say kill the women? I buy. He's just being hyperbolic. I mean, look, maybe he's so just he, blowing he, off steam. He, I don't ki- know. Wait, I don't if know. I say, Mike, honestly. 
I, but the actual documents you have, frankly, hold on a second. Look, you have like I knew you were going to do this. Speeches, people that are blown off scene, they're getting excited. The actual documents you have says well, it's a question. No, this is this. This is what it says. This is what your thing says. The question whether or not and what kind of punishment is to be applied for shooting of Jews without order or authority will be decided according to motives. Pure politically motives, meaning commissars or political officers, and then uh, selfish, sadistic, no, sexual motives. motives. So, would you deny... No, no, like, hold on a second. Sadistic purposes. Would you deny that, like, shooting a bunch of kids is sadistic? If you're doing it for... Wait, wait, hold on. It's, no, no, it no, no, it doesn't say selfish or sadistic or sexual sadistic motives. Sadistic means you take... Mike, you got to let me answer. Sadistic means you take some kind of sexual or pleasure in killing. You but could no, kill someone, a kid you, or whatever... So you're saying killing motives. a bunch of kids isn't sadistic? I could go kill. I could go kill a na- my neighbor right now. Okay, so and take their money. It, that's not sadistic. It's pecuniary. Or I could kill them for some. Polit- Would you deny? Is anti-Semitism political or no? <laughs> Answer my question. Well, I want to clear something up. Is about this. Yes, of course political? it is. But I want to clear something okay, so up. I am not saying this is a good policy. I want to clear that's something allowed. up. I want to clear something up. you you now. What you want to do? Hold on a second, Matthew. What you want to do? Is you now want to like say that this is what I think or something? I said in my intro the commissar order can be interpreted as a criminal order. That I understand people that say it's that. Not, but my, it's not just the commissar order. Fine, killing children. Obviously, killing children is a crime. No one disagrees. In fact, they don't disagree. They do. Would disagree. you say? Would you say that killing children is sadistic? Saying, oh, these are all the children we've killed. There was clearly bureaucratic. Your people were approving this. They were proving right, and so kids. were yours. So were the British. We so we're so we're making a wait. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> so so then you must not be happy with basing this society on either, because this society is based on killing children too. So that's what, what the point of this is. But so then what's the, the so you're saying that there's a bureau- look? There's a bureaucratic right. plan to kill children by the Allies. Do you dispute it? Of course, terror bombing and nuclear. Okay, there we go. Killing civilians. There was a, right. the reason I would regard it, we're getting off topic, but the reason I would regard it as less reprehensible is because the goal was to end the war, not to kill civilians, not to kill civilians out of a spurgy ideology by ridiculous theorists. Uh, well, that's a difference. Like shooting. They shooting thought that doing this would end the war. So they, they, thought, they clearly thought getting the Jews out of, out of Germany and out of Europe would, would end okay. the war. But do you, do you dispute that? So you can see Jaeger's report was sent to, and Einstein's Gruppen reports were sent to the German. There were numerous copies made. They were circulated in the, by the Gestapo, but in the German bureaucracy. Well, I mean, they look, there are people that dispute killed. the Jaeger report. I thought what was funny is the point, portion that you quoted was the one that was specifically said but that. So now he, you're changing. Your mind but hold on a second. But, but Jaeger said in his report that he was chastised. What I, the, the thing is, you provided the quote that mm-hmm. says where he was chastised by the Wehrmacht for shooting. Uh, for for wanting to shoot like workers and families, no, not workers and families, workers and their families. Correct, that is correct. Well, you, you, the, that is the history. They the, the, these people right. were not in fact shot. This small percentage okay. of Jews were not. But that's shot. not. The it's not small. Of men, women, children were. So that yeah. Great, what were the great. actual numbers in Lithuania? Well over a hundred thousand were shot, mm-hmm. and it represented the vast majority of the people there. Really? Yes. Where is this? I'm I'm curious. Where is that? Where is that show? Where is that shown? It's shown in the documents I sent you. Well, let's see it then. I'll pull it up. I want to get the figures exactly right. I don't have them memorized. Oh, I thought you would have. Well, Mike, like, I don't think you're really in a good position to say that when you sent nothing after a year and a half after. But who cares about that? Like, you have it's, sent these things. relevant, but. 
Okay, so my thing is though, but obviously then, if the if this guy was chastised, but let's let's not talk about this anymore because like again, shooting of Jews is not like what most people think of the Holocaust. Like shooting of okay, Jews, I, I, like I gassing about, of about Jews. About two hundred thousand were killed in total. So I understand it. That's that's my factual error. So okay, fine, fair enough, whatever. So uh, let's talk about Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about these holes in the roof. Mm-hmm. We have pictures showing. Yeah, do you want to bring them up? Yeah. Okay, Ver- I'm going to need Veronica's help because we're pure Bumatech, but absolutely. I can do it on my end easy. Okay. Um, it's, it, so it's literally in the submission. So let me page. find that thing. So the holes in the roof, I'm just saying your study is, is fraudulent. In this case, I am saying it. Okay, so let's go to the. You want because to the, to the, the pictures, one, I'll, I'll make my case. So one. There's specific measurements given by Heinrich Tauber for how Sorry, big... I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt you, Mike. I'm just okay. saying the picture is on... Uh, if you want to show it, the picture is on page... Which six, folder is this in? It is on... It just, it's just called Study Identifying Holes in the Roof, and it's six, page 16 of a 38-page study. It's Which top show. folder? It just you, You'll be able to find it in the folder I sent, it sent this to you in 2021. 20, so. I know it's in there, but there's like several levels. If you just search of, for okay, the word 2004 study... Page 16. All right. Now I'll let you talk. Well, the point here is that there's diagrams, and it's in Rudolph's book, the diagrams of what these um, columns that were never found, these mesh columns, suppose these gas insertion columns, looked like, um, and what the measurements were. And these holes don't match up to the measurements, nor is there any evidence around these holes of any bolting that would have gone along, like any holes from bolts that would have gone along with these columns. And also, additionally, one of the holes, at least one of them, I think more than one, clearly has rebar that would have gone directly across the hole and is bent back, either from the explosion or from a human actually doing it. So clearly that was just a hole as an accident as the result of the collapsing of the structure, and, and there would have been concrete there. I mean, it's pretty obvious. As far as your aerial photographs, Based on the claimed size of these chimneys, the dots on those photographs, and I'm, usually I don't like claiming things are fake because it's weak, but like this is obviously fake. Like the, the holes are larger than the dormer windows. Like the, the purported holes They're are like it's much not, bigger. Sorry. So what's the claim? Can I, can I, can I check? Those are not. I said in my opening. Uh, maybe I should have repeated it. They're not. The, the the picture itself does not show just the holes, right? It's showing disturbances in the concrete reflection. All right. Well, that's a cope. No, it's not. That's a That's cope. Just, Mike, whenever you... The, oh, it's not just... Ho- these ho- these things that are way Mike, too big... Hold up. It's fake with no... No, 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 no. The, the, these things, these, these like dots uh, that are on the top of this, on this aerial photograph yes. that are way too big, like orders of magnitude, like five times or six times way too big for the, to be the actual induction chimney... Oh, that's actually just a disturbance in the area around it. That's a well, cope, man. That's a cope. Come on the- now. That's a cope. The shape. Let me give my answer and people can decide. (laughs) Well, yeah, the the fact that the people that did it knew what they were trying to fake up. Yeah, sure thing. (laughs) All right. Yeah. That study's a fraud, Matt. Come on, bro. That study's a fraud. That's that's some easy stuff. I don't believe you and I don't believe you believe it. Um, What's it? You don't believe that I believe that? I don't believe that. No, that I mean. All right. Wrong. So now, it's, now you're analyzing you. me. So okay, fair think, enough. You think that these, these, these. So first of all, they're. Not I think that holes. study is a fraud. Right, you gotta let me. I think the aerial you, photographs man. are fake. Like, I, let you I think they claim the holes are a result of a, of a of a roof collapsing. Yes, that's what I think. Rebut it. So there are four holes. Rough, they're, they're, sorry, there are four disturbances, roughly symmetrical and spherical. Right. They 
are obviously too big to be the holes themselves, but the, <laughs> they, they reflect the existence of the holes because, you know, the holes were there and then the concrete was disturbed and concrete broke and so on. Like there, there clearly are four, so there are four spherical areas reflecting the existence of the holes. That's why you have to say it's fake. You know, you have, you know that this is damning evidence. <laughs> the fact you find this compelling is very funny. Mike, most people, most people don't make this argument. Like this is this is what we're talking about doing novelty takes. You get yourself in trouble. This is this is one of the worst. This is pathetic. I, I don't care if most people make the argument. All right, fine. Clearly, okay, fine. You the can, pictures look. are not fake by some conspiracy. And wait, wait, wait. There's, wait, no, there's no such thing as a fake picture. Clearly. Like it's it, like has that picture ever been fake? Have there ever been a fake roof, picture? It's easier to exasperate the hole with with disturbances. Okay, it's pretty I mean, commonsensical. <laughs> all right, whatever. I mean, look, yeah, it's, you're saying they're fake with no evidence. <laughs> you're saying they're real with with no evidence. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're studying. Okay, yeah, you're studying. Of course, of course. Aerial- given given the um, institutional and also the study found the given the institution, yeah, you have a study that <laughs> claims to have found the holes. It's a fraud. Given the, the institution and the pictures of fraud, okay. Yes, they're both fucking okay. frauds, and they both What's came out for that? after. My evidence is that it's obvious. Saying, look, the guy shows a hole with a piece of rebar bent back. The rebar was supposed to go across it. That means there was concrete. That's bloody obvious. And the the disturbances or whatever you want to say, the little dots, the 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 dots on the top of the roof. Then you then you they're way too big, like significantly too big to have been these these so called chimneys. And your cope is, oh, that's not just chimneys, the disturbances. Disturbances. Get the hell. That's, this is weak. This is, this is okay, very Okay, so weak. your claim is that they're, that they're. My claim is that your study no is a fraud. And your claim is that the archaeologists, because of your Nazi napkin map, committed fraud and the holes were not actually found. Yeah, okay. Um, I think um, those archaeologists went in there with a clear agenda and they found what they wanted to find. They retconned it. Yes, they, it's a fraud. Okay, so yeah, yeah, do you have any evidence of that? Yes, yeah, so that the fact that I just gave it, I said like, it to Mike, you a number of times. The fact that you don't like it is not evidence. I didn't. It's not because I don't like it. It's because one of it the holes. No, Matthew, are impossible. All right, look, I already said why. The audience heard it. You can continue. Let's move forward. What's right, the you, evidence what's for the uh, you gas ask, chambers? You ask a lot of questions. I'm going to ask now. What is what's the evidence for the gas chambers? Now, what's your the evidence for the gas chambers is all witnesses who worked in them. Which witnesses? The, the hydrants. Mike, you got to let me. You, well, who so are the witnesses? Really do this game where I can't name somebody I didn't put in my, send you two years ago. Okay, give me one. Shoot. Give me one. Shoot. Dario Goodbye, for example. Dario Goodbye. The, the, the guy who dragged dead bodies out with canes. The guy who said they did. The guy who dragged. He says that he says that he was able to drag the bodies 2,500 several times a day to the elevator with a cane and load it in. Okay, that's what he said. That doesn't sound absurd to me at all. I mean, he could look. He could. The fact that these little details are wrong is not relevant. Oh, oh. Is all witnesses, all witnesses. <laughs> so you're not compelled by the fact that every. No, okay, give me not at all, not at all. Because I witness. actually, unlike you, have read the entire. What's crazy about Tauber? What does Tauber say that's crazy? You don't like. Well, your, your for body. one, the thing that he says exists doesn't exist. What? The supposed mesh column doesn't exist. <laughs> We have the holes in the roof that corroborates. The no, it does, no, that's fake. But that's fake. Don't think the Nazis fake. were capable of removing the mesh columns? Of course they were, but the still, but the fact they that, again, okay, okay. So there you go. Like I said, absence of evidence. You're going to use it as evidence. So that's the your mesh column doesn't exist. Didn't... They found a door. We have Mike. You know, they found one of the doors in the, in the really junkyard. Do wooden doors. If you are, you can. But I, I recommend. Another wooden doors. What I'm saying is, they found a door in the junkyard. Incidentally, oh. I got an answer to your thing about like heating. Preheating thing? It was a fucking crematory, bro. 
Why is the... It's the, a crematory. The, no, the room is not the cremation. Well, room. yeah, but it's in a building that's a crematory. How many documents are there? You think they ever made a mistake? Why are they referring to... Okay, because they made an error. Okay, so they... they There's a pre... Is there a preheating the system in an oven the in more. a crematory? To cook the corpses, okay. No, well, that's what, yeah, that's literally what they do in a fucking crematory. Mm-hmm. That, oh, you saying they don't cook corpses the in a crematory? Is the, the basement is Yes, it was an error. It was misidentified. The, the, the so wait, has an inventory, hold on. Has an inventory sheet. Error refer to it? Why is it referred to as a gassing cellar? Why? Why? Ask for yeah. sack. Ask your boy. No, what is, you're here. Ask why? your you boy. You he, no, sa- he says that's not, he says so that's not incriminating. To, no, he does not. Like yeah, he yeah, absolutely does. You haven't even read the book. $10,000. So, so he, he says the mere existence, hold on. He says the mere existence of the of this one outlier document that says this is Vergasso and Keller is not in evidence of any incriminate because he says maybe at one point they okay, had planned to put saying. a disinfestation chamber well, there. It's, Mike, and it's that's what he says. He and, and now Prisak also says that these uh these facilities were not built to be gas chambers. They were changed. They were changed. Right. Were okay, changed. right. Again, yeah, which is a, is a supposition that he makes. Because he needs to retcon. He needs to retcon what exists with what the official story is. That's why Persak did that. And he did it because he's butthurt at Robert Farisi. A a, a room for which there is a gas tight door ordered with a peephole. Yeah, because it was uh, those those, uh, types of basements. Hold which, up, hold on. The gas tight door. The, hold up. Cellar for hold all on. All witnesses, all witnesses, including those who don't say crazy things. All witnesses who worked in there, literally. Which was wait, hold up. Which witness doesn't say crazy things? What does Tauber say that's crazy? Well, he says that there were gas induction columns and they dropped gas through the holes and the whole, and all, the whole, the whole story is crazy. Yes, the, ho- the whole story of the gassing at Auschwitz okay, is you crazy. Don't have anything that hits crazy. You also have no explanation as to why the hydrogen cyanide levels in destroyed buildings, b- blown up buildings, sometimes just foundation, are higher by a statistically significant degree. They're not statistically any significant. Any other building studied except... It's not a statistically significant the, amount. It is. Avi Biderman showed it. Well, Avi Biderman had a different definition of what statistically okay, so significant you're, you're, you're means, you're and right. he relied on this claim that, 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 that samples were switched. Look... Rudolph's Rudolph study said says, told me samples were either okay, but that doesn't video. make the actual numbers statistically significant. He says a number, he has a, he has a threshold, from the control. he had a threshold, hold on, you have to throw it out because it's not a real sample from an Auschwitz building. It's hold on either, a second. He said it's either, um, what the fuck is the word, contaminated or it was switched. You have to throw it out when you throw it out. Well, you haven't provided any evidence. It's just your claim that he said that, but let's say, let's say I believe it. Hold on a second. The elements for decades have more. Wait, what is exposed? the elements mean what is it hold on a second the freaking outside of the actual gas chambers are exposed to the elements they're still blue mike wait no hold on a second hold on the delousing chambers the outside is still blue yes yes how many are there were they not exposed to the elements were they not exposed to the elements why didn't it wash off let's talk about this of course they were let's why didn't it wash off then how much uh, do you know? How many parts per million hydrogen cyanide is lethal to human beings? At I don't remember what the number okay. is. Okay. This is just. I'm not going to do some stupid. Do you know this number? I didn't get the number of Lithuania. I got the hundred thousand off. So it's three hundred parts per million, right? Well, that's a claim. Uh, we mean it's a claim. I mean, how, science, I mean, right? well, like, we that would need to hold on a corporation. It's fifty <sighs> times more is required to kill lice, and 
They ran the gas chambers. The, the <laughs> okay, but hold chambers. on a second. Mike, it's just true. You may not like it. I'm not. That's not the point. Times more exposure was needed to kill lice because warm-blooded human. Warm so how long does it take? Hold on a second. Like how long? Hours. Hold on. No, 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 hold on. How long? But no, no, Matthew. Hold on. How long? Based on a scientific test, does it take to gas twenty five hundred people crammed into a basement? With hydrogen cyanide. Get off the we're not going to get off the delousing point yet. We can get to this. No, 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 no. No, because you're saying, because you're, what you're saying is, you're saying that there's some evidence. Hold on. Because it takes 50 times more. Is every single human being equally susceptible to this gas? Mike. Every single person. So you're saying every single person immediately upon exposure. 300 parts per million is very little. You do not require very much to kill people. So what's the exact amount? Hold on. Hold on. What's the amount that you 20, need to I put in? the figure of 25. What is the amount that you would need to put? Well, then you don't accept Dario Gabay's testimony. If you, if you don't accept the number of 2,500, yes, you don't accept Dario Gabay's testimony. He absolutely said 2,500. Cool. Dario Gabay. Okay, well, goodbye is incorrect. Then. All right, yeah, there you go. So there's one down. Like, all right, the so fact that one person has an incorrect. They all number. freaking exaggerate. No, they don't. The you even have a study. You even included a study in your documents that said traumatized people exaggerate stuff. Yes, exactly. Right, and that goes Mike, to my point. The whole thing's an exaggeration. Says the same thing. It still is very compelling, and the every witness says the same the thing. Compelling testimony after every every witness, right? Rumors are repeated, and memoirists read each other's work. Okay, why did I mean, Let's go another angle. So, first of all, I want. I'm not, I'm not, I like this angle. I, I want to stay on this angle. Why, why should yeah, we move? Because here, I got a question not, for you. I got a question for you. What is the number then? I'm going to have to get. What is the number that we're gas in a single gassing in this basement? Several hundred. How do you know that? Because of the eyewitness testimony. The which ones? The eyewitness testimony. Because the eyewitness testimony is that Dario Gabay said 2,500. Which, which one specifically example. said that? Plus and why do you example. choose? Why do you privilege that over the others? Because it's what's more technically plausible. You have to look at the evidence. And so we're talking about possible. technical plausibility here. Yes. <laughs> so your, your claim. So how do you explain the fact that more hydrogen cyanide is in the bombed out ruins of the gas chambers than any other building except the delousing chambers, even though they're bombed out, exposed to elements? How do you explain that? I've given I'm you saying that you're um, what I, my ex, I'll give you my explanation. It's the same explanation that Rudolph gives, which is that these are statistically insignificant traces. Rudolph, it, Rudolph's study is bunk. All right, that's fine. That's what you claim, but you included it in your document dump. I'm saying it's not bunk. It I don't his think so. Totally bunk. That doesn't. That, wait, hold on a second. No, he admitted no. his sample. Which, which does he admit that his study is bunk as a result? Hold on a second. or switched. Does he admit that the study is bunk as a result of this? I don't care. We can infer that as intelligent people. If no, we can. No, not necessarily. Mike. If you take out the one sample he admits with, to me, I have a video of it. He admitted was contaminated, switched, which obviously any serious researcher should take that out. His study corroborates the mainstream extermination. No, it doesn't. Absolutely. No, you're wrong. Doesn't. You're just wrong. No, it I'll, doesn't. I'll prove you're wrong. Because no matter Abby, what. Abby, Abby provided you the data a year and a half ago. If you I read his study. Out, it was unimpressive. But here's my thing. Was, oh, I don't believe you that it was contaminated or switched. I have now it on video. No, no, no. Hold on. You're a place now, Matthew, Mike. You're a you, place. Listen. Because you are talking about very complicated topics here. Listen, there's a there's a complicated chain of things that you are stringing together with really not much evidence. You're claiming, okay, so 300 parts per million is what it takes to kill a human being. 
that's going to take a certain amount of time. You're also saying that you definitely know for sure that whatever the measurement of Zyklon pellets that you'd have to drop through an imaginary hole into an imaginary column into a basement filled with 2,000 Jews, you know exactly, and you know that the Nazis knew exactly how many pellets would reach exactly that concentration to kill exactly this number of people in exactly that amount of time, and that it would be exactly enough to not make blue stains. That's what you're alleging. That's what you're alleging. So for people that don't understand what he is saying, because this is complicated and fucking stupid, he's saying the Jews were put in the gas chamber, the holes that don't exist, the columns that don't exist were used to introduce pellets of Zyklon B gas that then at a certain concentration will make somebody die. Well, when they kill people in U.S. execution chambers, they use, when they did use cyanide, which I don't think they use anymore, it's very dangerous, it was much higher concentration to kill one person. Rudolph actually shows in his book that there was a prisoner who was gassed with a very high concentration of Zyklon that survived for up to 18 minutes. Not Zyklon, but hydrogen cyanide. Sorry, Zyklon is just the commercial name well, the, for the it gas in thing, Germany. The gas so the point being – the, well, so there's no problem. Okay, but I thought you were saying they were using a very low concentration. Because this was, a, this was, the, was no, a no, hold on a second. No, 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 hold on a second. Because Rudolph says that this prisoner that managed to survive for 18 minutes was given a very, very high concentration, which is what they do in U.S. prisons. Correct. So you're saying that they were taking, no, but you're he saying fought. that the reason, you're saying that the reason the people, that the reason there's no blue on the walls is because they use a very low concentration. I'm saying that. So what's the right concentration? Night. And how do you know? This bizarre frame you have that they were tr- they weren't thinking about Prussian blue. In well, fact, but 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 Mike, no, no, but they, it doesn't matter if they were thinking true. about it. They obviously got it right because there's no Prussian blue. Well, so not, what's the right conversation? It's concentration. Not, they weren't planning. They didn't care about Prussian blue or not. I know they didn't but, care about it because the, Mike, because they didn't because care about it because it's fucking fake. It's fucking stupid. But here's my ice. thing. That's why it's not complicated. But how, what's the right concentration? Matthew was was deemed bunk. How many pellets? Would you have to put in? It's about six kilograms of Zyklon were used. I'm not going to. How do you know that? Our technical question. How do you know that? That's the, that's the base of the testimonial evidence. Press six kilograms. Yeah. And like what's and the evidence that this is true is what? It's the testimonial evidence. Where where was that testimonial evidence given? <laughs> it's provided in press. Like Mike, I'm not. Look. Well, where did, he, to, like, where did he get it? Where did he get it? Mike, you, you have provided no evidence. Wait, no, no, no. We're, How we're, you provide a shred of evidence for what you've said for years? Well, what you're audience. saying you're, is you're trying to. What you're saying. Look, I, do I need to provide evidence that aliens to, haven't landed on Earth? Come on, no bro. Evidence like evidence of your hopes. Where's your hopes? Do, I, do I need to provide evidence that aliens have not landed on Earth, that the tooth fairy isn't real, and that Hillary Clinton hasn't kidnapped 800,000 children? This is ridiculous. I don't need to prove a negative. You have have to prove your shit, and you can't. My question is very simple. What's the right concentration? How do you know? You have made a positive claim against the allies of a hoax. You have zero evidence for it. I actually did provide some evidence in my opening testimony. You said, you yourself said... They tried to, the Soviets tried to frame the Germans for Katyn. So obviously they were framing them up for fake shit. them for the Holocaust? Well, because the evidence for framing them for killing people. That's a bizarre, that's no, that's, that doesn't, that's A, not B. Well, what, did the Soviets try to frame the Nazis yeah. for crimes they didn't yeah. commit or no? <laughs> yes, and they got caught. Okay. So, so clearly, them. clearly there was an intention to frame them. For the Katyn. And but generally speaking, why not more? Did you know? So so was it just the Soviets? Okay, I'm trying I mean, to I can I can do your thing of extrapolation too. Why not theory. more? 
your hoax fantasy. I'm trying to flush no, this out a bit. No, no, so but, but see, we, we actually aren't done with I, Auschwitz yet. This is the most so important so part of the Holocaust. We're not done with Auschwitz because I still have not gotten any answers from you on how you know exactly how many pellets they put in and how you know. Has it ever been tested, Matthew, that you drop six kilograms into? Hold on a second. No, hold on a second. I've answered it. No, this is not really. No, no. Well, then then it's not a technical question. This is a question about if something has been tested. No, it was technical minutia. This is your whole freaking thing. This whole thing based on this but technical militia. Here's my question, Matthew. Here is my question. Has there ever been a test that verifies that six kilograms of Zyklon B dropped into a basement and exposing it for 20 minutes and then removing it through an imaginary tube will not produce blue stains? Has this ever been tested? Look. Why haven't they tested it? Wouldn't it be easy to test this? Did you know that there are delousing chambers in Barracks X and Dachau that did not have that have no Prussian blue? So it's not a categorical consequence of exposure to hydrogen cyanide. Fair enough. It depends on the quantity, on the time. That's not the that's not the ultimate. Mike, but that's not the ultimate totally definition, ridiculous. though. Like, how often were those? You know, uh, it took fifty times more to kill lice. It's a scientific fact. It's obvious why it exists. Right, it's but but you. But my point is, you don't know. My point is, you're claiming though. But Matthew, the fact that it takes you are using the fact that it takes, according to you, fewer like a fewer a smaller concentration of hydrogen cyanide to kill a human and to kill an insect as yes. evidence that like millions of that, the million way, people were that. gassed. That That's wrong? what you're doing. Just so you say, you're saying. Because, like, humans take this much and lice take this much, a million people like were gassed. times more for lice, you know? Like, that's, that's what you're saying. And, yeah. and there's no physical evidence that this happened. I mean... So are you... Like, I need to get this premise clear. Are you disputing the scientific fact that it takes far more to kill lice? And no, I'm not disputing that. that. I'm saying okay. it doesn't matter. And it's obvious why there's Prussian blue in the delousing chambers, because there was exposed to... But, I, that, but, again, but again, my point is, this like, is so what's stupid. the exact... But see, no, it's, it's not stupid. stupid. It's These not stupid. quibbles are ridiculous. But, but no, no, they're not... The whole own. thing is a technical quibble. You are talking about technical quibbles about the murder of a million people, and, and your claim is You're they were all burned up and disappeared. A nation for genocide. Your claim is, yes, and I'm saying that, I'm saying that because the story story of the genocide is based on a bunch of bullshit that doesn't exist and is impossible that's why i'm it's saying that and you can't prove it you can't prove any of this crap you can't prove any of these 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 columns don't exist these holes don't exist there's no because evidence this gas was used in this way your own your own evidence that you say this guy says he attended an, an execution he says that the, the zyklon was used for delousing he says that he he says he he says he was attending a gassing. Yeah, he's, he he no, he doesn't say. He people. never says he was attending a gassing. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. He says the gas was used to kill lice. I'm going to read this, Mike, because you're misrepresenting the source. Maybe you just didn't read it. I'm not going to say you're lying. You're wrong. This he is said he attended a special 2021, action. 2021. He said he attended a special action. He never said gassing. The gas was Zyklon. Guys, it's from this link was Mike sent to Mike 2021. Ooh, particularly unpleasant was the gassing of the emaciated women. It's from the link I sent you from the women's camp, who are generally known as... No, 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 no. He said it, Mike. There's a special action in the link you sent me. Yes, it is. Why bet? $10,000, 2021. Let's bet. You keep saying falsehoods. I think you're actually wrong this time and not lying. But, like, my God, you're lazy. I sent this to you in 2021. It's one page. You're wrong. You're embarrassing yourself, dude. 
Like, he didn't say lice. It's only lice. He probably said it was for lice. But in the link I sent you in 2021, it's called Kramer Diary. It's called Shared with Mike. It says special. You said he talked about a special action at the women's camp. Yes. It doesn't say gassing. It's a special action. No, it says gassing on the link. It said special action on the link you sent me. Did no, that says- Was that mani- maliciously changed to me? I mean, here, what are you talking about, about malici- special- maliciously changed? Well... Do you claim special action means gassing? Viewer, Mike Pinovich viewer, I'm going to tweet this right now. Mike Pinovich viewer, Kramer Diary, 2020. Yeah, it was sent to you. Viewer, your list says viewer on it. And it says link to translation in it. So it's a translated. Yeah. So what? Don't we want translations? He says gassing of women. Okay. Okay, so you were wrong about that. All right. That's great. Wrong about a lot more. I mean, do, do I really have to tweet this out, Mike? There's a timestamp with pictures. What I want to know is. Okay, I don't, you, you've conceded that is an error, that he talks about gassing women. Does that, does that have that change? I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull the document up. Does that change your evaluation of it? No, but I'm trying to pull the document up. Where okay, it's it? called Kramer Diary, and it is shared with you. You're listed as a viewer. I see you in sunglasses there. And then in it is linked to translation. And then, I mean, this is so silly. Like, it's a very short link, which I sent to you. Yeah, and I read it, and the thing I read. Okay. Okay, It doesn't matter what you read, Mike. It's particularly because it was a gassing. Hold on, hold on. Here I've got it. Here I've got it. I've got it right here. This is the link you sent me. Wrote off to Berlin for officers, cat belt suspenders in afternoon, attended block gassing with Zyklon B against lice. For the fir- I'm reading it right now. For the first time at 3 o'clock a.m. It's a different day now, Mike. Outside, right. For, okay, not, I'm, reading the, I'm reading the whole thing. I'm reading the whole thing. I'm reading the whole thing, Matthew. I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay, okay. September 1. Just, wrote off to Berlin for officers, cap belt suspenders in afternoon, attended block gassing with Zyklon B against lice. In the morning, attended a special action from the women's concentration camp, Muslims, the most dreadful horrors. Uh, Master Sergeant Thilo, troop doctor, was right when he said that this is the anus mundi. In the the evening, towards 8 o'clock, attended another special action from Holland because the special rations... Are you looking at the Google Drive? I'm looking at the link you sent me on Google Drive. Mike, it says Kramer Diary. Dr. Kramer arrived at Auschwitz on October 30th, 1942, where he replaced a doctor who had fallen sick. His diary is a remarkable not only for its explicit mention of the gassing process, but for the way in which Kramer continues to relate the I will post. I will look. I am going to bring this up right now. You cannot just omit part of it. That's totally dishonest. I'm not omitting part of it. Gassing emaciated women. I'm not admitting any part of it. Are you? Are you okay? It's fake. But scroll. Can you please? If you're going to show it, you have to scroll to the bottom where he talks about particularly unpleasant was the gassing of emaciated women. Because what you mentioned is incriminatory, but not as explicit as the gassing of emaciated women. That's at the bottom of the page, and you claimed it was it was only for Zyklon B. Where the fuck is that link? Go to the bottom of the page. Hold on. I'm, I like, had it's a... a short page. This is fucking ridiculous. The last thing on the one I have is September fifth. Mike, scroll to the bottom of the page. This is special page. action. No, scroll. This guy, the bottom of the page says particularly unpleasant was the Okay, fair, fine. Whatever, whatever. Are you going to scroll to the bottom of the page or no? 
Uh, the one I have, the last thing Mike, says you are special not action. Scrolling to the bottom of the page, you're being like blatantly, absurdly dishonest in real time. All right, look, bro. All right, fine. Look, I'll admit that it says that. Of emaciated women fine. from the women's camp who are generally fine. known as Muslims. I actually, because I'm nice and have some integrity. I Mine says special action. Maybe I stand in the wrong link, but no, you have the right link, and you're just refusing to scroll to the bottom of an extremely short website. <sighs> Unbelievable to claim it's Zyklon B. Give me a fucking break. All the witnesses are the, the mention of Zyklon says lies. All of the forensic evidence is against you. They found holes in the roof. The pictorial evidence reflects controls disturbances reflecting the holes. The hydrogen cyanide's more in the in the destroyed gas chambers than in any other type of building except the delousing chambers, which were intact gas okay, chambers. Okay, so hold on. Gas. You have no evidence for your hoax zero you're alleging this so i have there's one thing i haven't been able to get out yet the one thing i have not been able to get out yet no evidence matthew the one thing i have not been able to get out yet which you have not let me get out relates to the your claim that there's like more there rudolph's study says even if you take that one outlier out the actual amounts and they're corroborated by the markowitz report are effectively statistically insignificant that's what he says. Well, he's Do wrong. you deny that's what he says? I don't know if that's what he says. So you didn't read he's the book. Not, he does not take out his 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 flawed sample. But um, that doesn't matter you, because if you take it out, the other samples are the no, same. The, just, okay, you want me to explain what the flawed samples? You, well, you, you want me to explain Again, what this means? You want to bet a thousand dollars that you're wrong? In some objective what, what is this about? Like, stop with this crap. Mike, because you're stop with this crap, testing. Matthew. Listen. In the Listen. up gas chambers than in random buildings that are intact that were periodically fumigated. That is totally you're, you're, you're totally you're misrepresenting the nature of the study, Matthew. You are misrepresenting the nature of the study, Matthew. Totally devastating you. You are misrepresenting the nature of the study. In buildings that had 50 times more concentration. Oh, wow. How do you know they had 50 times more concentration? How do you know? How do you know they had 50 times more concentration, Matthew? Because it is scientific fact that it takes... But that doesn't mean that that's how much they used... We know that they, the, te- the eyewitnesses say that they... they Which were, one? They deloused much longer. I don't have a specific eyewitness, but oh! they were deloused much longer, according to Pressac. And where is he getting it from? Mike, the fact is it takes far more to kill lice than people. We can infer as a matter of common sense when it takes six No, 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 no. no we can't infer that as a matter of common sense. That's nonsense. That, that you cannot infer. Hold on a second. The same, even though, even you can't infer that. as a matter of common sense that just because okay. this is how much it takes to kill somebody, that that's how much was used. So they used, they used 50 times more than was They didn't use any because it's fake. So the fact, so you're just trying to piece this together. You're trying to, like That's I said, it, you would. Like I said, you would. You're just trying to piece this you don't crap know what together. History is Mike. You don't know. History is okay. So from different sources and constructing a narrative. History isn't this nihilistic exercise where through Nazi napkin math, where are the blue stains in the building that had one fiftieth as much exposure to hydrogen? How do you know that? How do you know that? No, it's not. No, see now. So so history, history is making common sense assumptions and not actually examining facts. Get out of here. Get out of here. You don't know how much they would have used or not used. That's nonsense. There are guys, there are witnesses that talk about killing 2,500 to 3,000 people at one time in a basement. And you're saying, oh, it would only take in a little bit. Because otherwise, it doesn't work. Get out of here. Get out of here, Matthew. This is nonsense. 
This is utter okay, nonsense. Okay, if it's nonsense, let me reply. Let's let's try to. Can we both agree? We're both interrupting a lot. Can we both agree that for the rest of this? No, because I don't feel like I need to grant you anything right now. You're so full of shit. Go ahead. So we're not going to. But my only thing I said is we. Agree you have no possible. idea how much they would have needed to kill 2,500 people in a basement. You have no idea. We, you Mike, cannot say with any authority that definitely that, 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 that amount would never produce a blue exposure. stain. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. It's about it's absurd. Okay, great, Mike. It's about exposure time. It actually isn't about the raw amount they used. It's about how long they fumigated, how long the building was Right, and you have no idea, time. with no, no evidence, how long it would take evidence. to gas a thousand according, or twenty five hundred or how many people the, by this method. There's the never been a test case about, of it tried. It's never happened. So you don't know how long the exposure time would be. No, the witnesses say Which ones? Gas, Mike, Mike. Which ones? Me, Which witnesses? What did they say? Were you saying the witnesses? I want to know which ones, and I want to know which ones matched up with which. Because, frankly, that's the method that you say history is, and you're just saying the witnesses. You need to prove it. You need to show me the ones. Prasak says. But he's not a witness. He's He's not a witness. Okay. Objectively, that's a fact. You got to let me talk, Mike. You got to do it. Let's take a breath, Okay. Don't we're condescend to me here. like this. We're Just say your here. shit. We're safe here, Mike. We're, this is a safe oh my loving dude. environment. Are you going to do um, this gay shit? Stop it. Like, come on. Just take, make your peace. Mike, let's not Mike, do this crap. Mike, dude. you're like acting out of control. Frankly. You got to just let let's let each other talk a bit, right? I've been interrupting too much. You've been right. interrupting too much. You want to do Stuart Smalley and I crap fine, whatever. Yeah. No, let me calm let you down. So just say your peace, Matthew. Explain to me. What the procedure would actually explain to me how this could ever work, Mike? You don't. I mean, bro. So according to Presak, I don't have the names of all the witnesses on the top of my head. According to Presak, who his survey of witnesses, it took about twenty minutes, thirty minutes uh, to kill. And we uh, know that these witnesses definitely didn't Mike, weren't you, like are you saying the same. We definitely know that you know rumors don't spread and memoirists don't read each other's notes and stuff like that. In this case, I, 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 look, I'm, this this is such a silly conversation. Yes, it I'm is. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, trying to prove but, that Mike, these there's holes in a concrete roof and non-existent columns and 2,500 Jews were brought into a room and is very very silly. You're right, Matthew. In the gassing cell, it's incredibly silly. There's a gas tight door. Ask Prasak about that one, buddy. He says that it's not necessarily incriminatory. That it says that he says it because it's one document. He's talking about the the, the no. The, he the says it's not necessarily incriminatory. One, it is one document, so it could have been an error. Because remember, there's over a hundred thousand of these mm-hmm. of documents. How many documents are there? From the Central Construction Office at Auschwitz. You conceded, Mike, earlier. How many documents are there from the Central Construction Office at Auschwitz Mm -hmm. existing that have blueprints and construction diagrams of these buildings? That's what I want to know. Like, you're just, you know... I'm I'm asking very rational questions. How many documents are there that describe these buildings that are currently existing? Mike, earlier... You admitted they destroyed a lot of documents. You admitted it. It's on tape. There were. But Matthew, do you understand? Hold on. That, 
Of course, it's a small amount devoted to the <laughs> genocide they were trying to cover up. But it's That's not, not that my small. point. I'm asking you. Holy shit. It's not I am asking small. you. How yeah. many documents are there that exist that discuss the construction and show blueprints of these buildings exist existing? Destroyed? I don't know. Tell us. Gosh, it's a Well, I'm asking you because according to like, Rudolph, know this hold on. All right. Well, then I'll give you a number. There are... 80,000 documents in the Central Construction Office of the Waffen-SS at Auschwitz. That is what uh, Rudolf and Mitanya uh, say, roughly that. And, and in, this guy in, who's saying this admitted earlier they destroyed documents. So. Well, they did um, destroy documents. You said they destroyed documents. You said they just – well, again, okay, wait, hold on a second. Matthew, this is is really dumb because I'm saying these documents aren't destroyed. These are – we both agreed earlier some documents were destroyed. This is so fucking dumb. We agreed some were destroyed, some weren't. There are existing documents. They were not destroyed by definition because they exist. So my question, my question, I'm not talking about destruction of documents. I'm asking you how many exist to make a point. This, you I, I'm responding that it's a dumb point because they destroyed no, it's not a dumb point. Documents and were incomplete at it. There was an they didn't destroy the document referring to gas tight door. Oops, they didn't destroy the document. How do you know that they would have even destroyed those documents? They didn't destroy the document referring how, well, to how gas do you, seller. Oops, they didn't destroy the other document. How do you know that was a mistake? How do you know? How do you know there are other documents that show that? It's commonsensical. No, it's not. I don't think it is. Okay, so you just think they destroyed random documents? You admitted they. I don't know. You're the one you have. You're the one saying that the fact that these documents aren't there means that they were destroyed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it means that they don't but exist. You said earlier you can. See I am simply asserting. Now backing away from. Well, that. no, I'm not backing away from the fact that documents were destroyed. If you say you have they evidence tra- you of it, I don't know. Maybe mind, they were. My, what I'm saying is simply the non-existence of a document does not prove that it was destroyed. That's my only. That's a very my logical proposition. Common man. sense. It's common sense common that sense. no. Common sense only if you believe in this fantasy story dictates that some documents that so say it's, things it's that you a, want it, them it, to it, say yeah. because these because you want documents to say things and they don't say them and they don't exist they must have been destroyed that's your process yeah. I am not an, under I'm any circumstances I am not under any circumstances obligated to prove that wrong Mike, that proposition really is logically yeah. absurd okay. so Mike earlier admitted it's recorded he can't go back on it now he could but it's obviously um, um Look, the fact that some documents were destroyed does not mean any one specific document was destroyed. You're saying that I'm, I'm, I never fucking uh, uh, asserted that any document from Auschwitz was destroyed. There's a hundred thousand documents from Auschwitz, according to Rudolph, unless you want to dispute it. We all heard earlier, Mike said, Mike admitted that documents from German extermination camps were destroyed. No, they weren't, because there were no German extermination camps. Some documents, I admitted. You're saying the documents from like Treblinka or whatever were destroyed. I didn't dispute it because we haven't even gotten to that point. Right, can you let I don't even know what kind of documents you would get. You what I'm respond? telling you though is the the archives okay, of the Central Construction down. Office of the Waffen SS in Auschwitz exist, and they have many different blueprints and many different uh, memos and letters relating to the construction of these buildings. Out of that, you have picked one. That says Vergasun Keller. And Prasak, your source for that himself, says it's not necessarily incriminating. He says it. I've read the book. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So, are you going to let me speak for like a minute or no? You're just going to scream the whole time. This is, that's how I talk, man. Okay. This, 
Well, why, I mean, why it depends on what you say, Mike. You, you, you have to be able to literally let me speak. Or well, it depends on what you're going to say. So you're not going to let me make an argument. You haven't been letting me make mine, or you've been you've been telling, or you've been taking very strange extrapolations from what I'm saying, and very like illogical okay, leaps of faith oh, can I, can I about what I'm saying. Sentences. Are you suggesting that documents from Auschwitz were destroyed? Yeah. What's the proof? The proof is the practice you already conceded of destroying documents from the German camps. You can see that. No, I said that. I, I said that. I said some documents from German documents were destroyed and some weren't. There's no evidence that any particular so, document was so destroyed. We, this practice. Which particular ones were destroyed, and how do you know? Are you really not going to let me say anything? Like, Go ahead, say it. Say the document that you think that was destroyed because it doesn't exist, the, and you need it to exist for your story. Go ahead. I do, for, there's been no. What document specifically do you need to exist that doesn't exist? Answer such a ridiculous question. Well, it seems so, to be what you're implying. No, my, okay, can you let me state my position or not? All right. Is that impossible for you? Are you just, okay. State it. The documents I've provided, the construction records, combined with the eyewitness testimony and the forensic testing, showing there's more hydrogen cyanide in the destroyed gas chambers, often the foundations and any other building in Auschwitz, except uh, the delousing chambers, plus all the eye- every eyewitness, literally all who worked in the facilities, plus the Jews disappearing, the overwhelming majority of Jews disappearing at Auschwitz, the Jews not selected for work disappearing in these buildings. We have pictures of them being led into the buildings. Yeah, with, with the construction documents we have. Wait, where's the pictures of them being led into the buildings? Are you, are you really going to interrupt me again, Mike? Are you serious? You, no, where's the pictures of them being led into the buildings? For five minutes of these inane points. My wait, point wait. is... This document destruction thing, you know they did it. You admitted it earlier. It's stupid. My assumption is that... <laughs> I never said they did it at Auschwitz. Okay, then they did it at other camps and not Auschwitz, you think. Fine. I think they did it at Auschwitz. It's not important because we have... Well, no, it is important. Already. The reason I, I ask... Like, can I explain I why, saying, why oh, I ask this? Can I explain why I ask this? Bro, it is... We have... Uh, my argument is we have enough that I present... Okay, I don't think you do. Doubt. And Prasak so doesn't think that you do. stupid point that we're talking about for 10 Have you read Prasak's chapter on that word in that one document? Mike, I've have you read it? Sound. I'm just wondering. Have you read it? Yes, of course. What does it say? One. Do- Are you really? What going does back it say? This point that one document. He doesn't think one document by itself is. Okay, so you can see that he doesn't think it's incriminatory. Mike, I provide a convergence. Of no, no, no. I, oh, the Are convergence. You right. Me? So you I just. Really? Well, no, but but without. Hold on a second. This is why he didn't want to rebuttal. He doesn't. Hold on a second, Matthew. No hold on a second, Matthew. Your source, Prasak, says that's not incriminatory. And your yet your convergence relies on it being incriminatory. So it kind of if he if your source himself says the existence of this does not necessarily prove a homicidal d- gas chamber, that kind of hurts your case. And the other thing is this the, the as far as the destruction of documents, my point is that you have like one, you say two, you have one that, that has this term Vergaswin Keller. And I'm saying there are many, many more like that, that that one out of a whole mass of documents about the construction of these buildings, which do exist and which were not destroyed, shows 
that that one is an outlier, possibly an error, or as Prasak said, hold on a second. The gas chamber and they're outliers in your view. That's what you're calling it. Well, relative to the whole mass of documents, yes. And additionally, additionally, nor the people an outlier. I told you. I will. Let's get talk about the gas tight doors. These were these these buildings had been fitted to be air raid shelters, as is admitted, as is admitted about the gas chamber or the so-called gas chamber, the morgue in Auschwitz one. That had okay. been objectively. So that had been. Yes, I'm claiming right, gas sorry, tight I, doors. I, I gotta respond to this because it's ridiculous. Absolutely, Auschwitz. We agree, Auschwitz one was converted into each other. Okay. Sorry. Two was two miles away from the barracks for the SS men. You are telling us. Your explanation for the gas tight door is that the SS men were going to run two miles with their kids and wives when an air raid came. Preposterous! The fact that you have why would they be the only ones going into an air raid shelter? Hold on a second. You, you say it's an air raid shelter. It was a morgue a minute ago. Now it's an air. Raid I'm not saying it's an air raid. I'm saying that they. I'm saying that underground buildings had a dual use. One of which was an air raid shelter. And the fact that it's a prison camp with thousands of people means that if there's an air raid siren, they go into an air raid shelter. And if you think I'm wrong, there was a, a so-called. <laughs> well, they ran so, two miles. I'm not. The, well, no, the pe- there's people in Birkenau. Why do they? The SS are in the other camp. Or now, what's funny is apparently there weren't very many SS in Birkenau. They still managed, you know, three or four of them, according to the witnesses, managed to gas two thousand people at a time. That's totally legit. So why would only be the SS? You're, so your your assertion is the prisoners didn't get to go to the. You're saying that the Jews. You're yeah, saying the that the prisoners don't get to go. To the air raid shelter when it's so bombed. Saying, Is that what you're, you're saying? saying? Now you've changed. No, hold on a second. Are Mike, you saying want, the that the only reason to is, build an air raid shelter in a prison camp is so the guards two miles away can go there and the so prisoners wouldn't get to go why, there? Why, why, so you're saying it was – so the claim is – I'm saying a good explanation for an order for a gas-tight door would be that an underground complex was dual-fitted to potentially be an air raid shelter if it needed to be. Yes, that's okay. what I'm saying. So it's absurd for the SS because they're two miles away. You're claiming it's for the inmates. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't you, put, why wouldn't you so why, allow why the inmates there, an air raid shelter – Weren't these why people they, valuable workers? They needed to produce Buna, right? Why? Why weren't these people valuable workers? You why said is this air raid shelter only. First of all, it's it's too small to accommodate only a teeny percentage of the vic- of the um, Jews. Why would they build? Well, what, they what, had how many did they have? They were, you you said the, you the, in the Krimas one and two two or two and was it two and three? Yeah, two and three. There's two big big basements. There's that's yeah. four big basements. Yeah, but that's not enough to... Well, so what? So it wasn't quite enough to... They just wanted to make 8,000 randomly or 10,000, they saved them randomly, and that's for the inmates? Do you have any evidence, by the way, that they they wanted an an air raid shelter for Jews at at Birkenau? Well, there was more than just Jews that that were there, right? So why hydrogen cyanide detectors in an air raid shelter? Why? Well, you because uh, well, according to Prasak, the explanation for this is that they might have been at at one point having a delousing chamber there to delouse dead bodies. Mm-hmm. What, what about that's his explanation? You use him so, as a source. What is what is why about gassing cellar? That's gassing. his explanation. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying now it's a delousing chamber? I'm saying your source that you use Prasak, his he says. This document that says that isn't necessarily incriminating, and since it was only a couple of documents out of a large number of documents, it could have meant that there was a plan to have a gassing cellar there at one point for corpses or whatever, and that plan was changed because there was no actual record of such a thing being built. 
That's so, the point. Mike, so that's what your source says, Matthew. That's what your source says. Mike has said at the beginning of the debate it's a morgue, and then to try to explain the it gas is chamber. a morgue. It's air raid shelter for the no, 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 and no. Then, no. Now he's saying, oh, maybe it was a gas chamber. After Wait, all, hold on a second, besides, Matthew. It's totally ridiculous. Matthew. Okay, so Prasak is totally ridiculous. Hold on. So Prasak is totally ridiculous. Let me ask you something: Is Prasak totally ridiculous? Prasak, you're not because that's what he says. No, he says one document. If there were just one document, if it were just Fergasum's Keller and no other evidence, it would not be proof. That's correct. The, you have to add the gas side door, the peephole. He also acknowledges – hold on. He also acknowledges that that could be a reference to a one-time intent to potentially build a, uh, you know, a delousing chamber there, and that was scrapped. That's what he says. Yeah, but it, the problem you have, Mike – well, the problem you have the is that none of this shit is real. Point the same way. There was more than one document calling it a gas chamber. Gas tight doors with key, people. All right, well, that's still, that will go to the same theory. So you are talking about, you are talking about the murder of one million people who were gassed in a basement and subsequently burned up. And you are talking about like one word in a memo to prove it. That's what you're doing. No, I'm talking That is about- what you're doing. I'm talking about all the construction documents, all the eyewitnesses. All, not all the construction all documents. The construction documents. documents the va- all the construction documents say it's a morgue. So wait, all the construction documents say it's a morgue except no, like one. No, what? What? Okay, give. What are your construction? Do they say it's a morgue? It's a so morgue. wait, so wait. So only the ones. The only ones. So they're all fake except yours. No, it's called corpse seller. Right. So they're all fake except the one you like. So the only. Wait, hold on. All the documents are fake except the one you like. No, right? I, I, I'm perfectly. So it's I, real I, that they says that no, they're, that they're morgues. They called Lyshen Keller one corpse seller. Correct. Right. Well, That's they said it in the other one any, too. Do you have any other evidence it was a morgue other than other than the fact seller. that it says it on the blueprint for the building? Okay. What more it do I need? Corpse seller. Yeah, it says corpse seller. That's your evidence. Great. Uh, is there any? Wait, hold on a second. A morgue. So a blueprint for a building labels right. a room as a morgue. It says corpse seller on the blue. So why isn't that evidence that it's a morgue? I think it's moronic compared to the evidence I present. No, it's not moronic because how many how like, many blueprints? Hold evidence. on, Matthew. This is my point. Wow. <laughs> I have gas tight door with people. I've yeah, but you, but you have one have document. How many blueprints were there? How many seller. documents were there that refer to I, it as Lichen Keller? That it was called the corpse seller. No one's disputing that. <sighs> All of our viewers can, can decide for themselves whether the corpse seller, that reference, proves, discredits all of my documents, all witnesses, and the evidence of hydrogen cyanide, the technical, the, the forensic evidence. The, the, the hydrogen cyanide evidence doesn't prove anything. <laughs> you does. are talking it about more, microscopic traces that fall below the threshold of a statistically significant amount. That's here. what Rudolph says in his study. If you want to dispute it, take it up with him because that's what I'm going with. These are statistically well, you're, you're insignificant. If Bitterman, who ran away from this debate, wants to go ahead and debate Rudolph, then let the two of them settle it. But as I'm far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm video. concerned, the actual PhD level chemist is correct, and you're not. Okay, so that's the it. Actual PhD level chemist, you're making some dumb appeal to authority, admitted to me. Yeah, why shouldn't I make an appeal to authority on a topic of scientific? If you take away, did he sample, say that that invalidated his study? I'm invalidating his study because he told me no, 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 no. Contaminator switch. But yes. that did he say that invalidated the other results from the other samples? Said, I say it. 
I don't care about some. Well, that's not right. That's you. wrong because if you throw out one sample, there's still like 26 other samples. It's an outlier, and if you take away the outlier, which he says was contaminated or switched, but it doesn't make that doesn't raise the levels in the other nice. stuff. That's what. That's what. Bio- wait, wait, hold on a second. It doesn't like. It doesn't like about, raise. It doesn't make their more. Well, hold on a second. Statistically significant. That doesn't like make the the levels in the other samples greater. They're still statistically I to insignificant. Go on this discussion. Mike has blueprints referring, which I do not dispute, referring to this this room as a corpse cellar. That's his evidence. Um, that's well, evidence yes, that evidence on a blueprint of a building that says it's a morgue should be considered as evidence that it's a morgue. I mean, and there's more than one. There's many of them. No, this is the yes, point. Hundred percent. Corpse cellar is the word used. Leichenkeller. Okay. So, is there any other evidence other than this? These. You're the one that needs to provide the evidence, Matthew. Mike, I'm not the not one that needs to provide evidence. You you're the one that does. Why are you running you away from this? this Who, what, what are the eyewitnesses you rely on? What are the eyewitnesses you rely on? Dario Goodbye, who else? Philip Mueller? Nicholas Nisley, you rely on these people? You believe them? Well, all the witnesses say the same thing. No, they don't. They all say no, the they don't. In this building. They absolutely do not. You're I have done like hours on my program reading these, reading these testimonies. For example, Joseph Sakar. A witness we like to talk about quite a bit. He says that when he opened the door to take the bodies out, the little green pellets and the green gas are still there in the gas chamber. That's not the same as what other people say. Mistakes. It's so. It's not a mistake. All said. You're saying this guy. This guy says he was a Sonder Commando, meaning he was a Jew tasked with murdering other Jews. Meaning every day. He watched thousands of his own people go into this basement. Pellets were dropped in. They all died. He went out and he collected their bodies to burn them up. And he did this day after day after day for months. And he managed to live to tell about it. And he's making teeny little mistakes, like forgetting that, oh, whoops, part of this gassing process is supposed to be removing the gas through a non-existent column and a non-existent hole in the roof. Come on, bro. The, the, the eyewitness the accounts, the eyewitness accounts absolutely do not corroborate each other. They do not match up. And we have done exhaustive studies. Of, oh, they all corroborate each other in one or two words that you think makes it no, work. That's, that's exactly thing. what Getty was talking about. That is exactly what Getty was talking about. And you cannot prove that any of these people hadn't already heard what the other ones had said in that respect. The eyewitness shit is the weakest crap ever. Mikos Naisley says that he saw like Polish workers being cooked in pots and then people came and like ate their ate the meat off their bones, okay? He says that no, he was dissecting... Hold on ways. a second. He's he said that he was dissecting people and their muscles were jumping around the room, okay? He's what one, he's what Prasak says is a reliable narrator. So, okay. Prasak says he's a reliable That's narrator. We can go to Philip Muller. So this claim about witnesses giving unreliable testimony, do you, do you believe in the firebombing of Dresden or is that a hoax? I actually, this is you're now reverting to the same argument okay, I was so making. Why, why are there crazy witnesses to the firebombing of Dresden talking about people being reduced to like puddles of green goo? That's insane. That's a crazy testimony. Why are there Why are there battlefield testimonies on the Battle of Munz about, um, you know? Right. Uh, yes. Yes. People that are subjected to trauma. Things, it happens. Yes. All the time people subjected to trauma say crazy things, things. like people. 
when they who are taken out of their homes, taken to a deportation camp, put into facilities that they don't understand, and then magically, somehow, after four years at an extermination camp, they survive and they tell crazy stories. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly well, Mark, right. The yes. problem you have yes, is traumatized people. Yes, because of course they tell the has bizarre details. Do you have? Well, well, hold on. All tell the same story. Extermination. This was a gas chamber. They were killed by gassing. They get the numbers wrong. But how? But you get many of them that say that they got gassed and lived. How do they explain that? What? How do you explain the people that say they were gassed and lived? Like Anthony Blinken's stepfather. Witnesses that are totally unreliable. Okay. But they like say the it was a gas chamber, too. So they, they say it was a gas chamber. Why, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Anthony Blinken's stepfather says he was gassed three times and lived. So yeah, that's crazy. He, okay. Why does he say and it's I a gas chamber? That, Wait, hold on a second. Why crazy. does he say it was a gas chamber, though? Because people who experience... Well, they, the point is, Mike... No, wait, wait, no, hold on. Why does this totally unreliable guy say it's a gas chamber? Could it be... Hold on. Could it be that he heard it from other people? Okay. Could it be that he knew that was the story to tell? Give me an example of a statement uh, from what the fuck is that guy's name again? Tauber. That's crazy. That the he fact that there was a mesh column that that's was crazy. That yeah, that's a, that's a cra- yes, that's a crazy claim because, because it doesn't exist. Is, is there's no holes in the roof. Your study is fraudulent. This is a fantasy. Heinrich Tauber made up crazy shit. Yes. Okay. Next. What, what other crazy shit did he say? He said there's holes in the roof. You say that's crazy. I have pictures showing it. But like what, you have what, pictures what is, of a caved-in roof. With things you no, say are holes, circular disturbances. Well, they, well, the holes were square, buddy. They were, they were, they were supposed to be square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what is crazy about Tauber's testimony? Other than that, I just said it. We've done this okay. before. We've like been around this rodeo. We're not going to agree on it. There's no point in continuing. How long? How longer do you want to so, do this, Matthew? No, I want to do this for for longer. Um, We've been doing this three hours. I gotta go. You're going to go? I'm going to go. Have to because, go to frankly, celebration. why really do we need to do this longer, Matthew? What more will be at? What, what kind of edification will be had? Some evidence. Here's what I want. I want you to give some evidence for your hoax. And I, also, for the hoax? Was the it, fact was that it, the stuff that they're saying isn't true. No. But hoax is not. The true. fact that the stuff they're saying isn't true, no, and they deliberately keep saying it over and over agency. again. Mike. Hoax, you have said that they were framed by the Allies. You're accusing the Allies. Well, you're, yeah, well, ob- objectively, the, the Soviets tried to frame the Nazis for okay. Katyn, as you said. So, did the Allies, the Western Allies also had trials independent of the Soviets, which invest the Belgian trial because Kramer was on trial. Yes, and, the, and yes, those were show trials, yes. Okay, so the, the British were also in Allies. Yeah, of course, yeah, they were. Yeah. Okay, the, they all of them were. There's any, any witnesses, any documents, any evidence of your hoax? Well, you admit that these, the, these, uh, 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 witness testimonies were all coerced at these trials. Yeah. No, I don't. I say every witness testimony at every trial. Okay, there you go. Where, where, where is the evidence of a conspiracy? Actually, not every witness testimony is no. coerced. Only where if you're is the defendant. Evidence of a conspiracy well, by the British why didn't they allow them Where's to the dispute? Evidence? Why didn't they allow defendants to dispute? Why didn't they allow defendants to dispute the facts? Okay. Why didn't they allow the defendants to dispute the facts? Why was that not allowed? To dispute yeah. the facts that were alleged. All the only defense allowed was I didn't actually see it. I didn't do it. That was the only defense that they were allowed. And the ones you yourself actually said at one point that why were people that confessed to these crimes if these were big bad show trials? Why were people that confessed given short trials? I think that answers itself. So you have no evidence of it. First of all, that's not true that they weren't allowed. Well, to here's the thing. 
Your allegations of a million people killed by being you know, herded into basements with non-existent holes in the ceiling and non-existent columns and gas dropped in, there is no evidence for this. The only thing you have are a couple of stray documents and some uh, testimonies from people who you admit were crazy traumatized people. And you're now, just saying these crazy traumatized people here and there said some things that match up, and well, we can take my, that as reliable. You have is, yourself said that there are unreliable witnesses that repeat the same thing. So why did they say it if they're unreliable? They're all saying the same thing. So unreliable people are saying the same thing as reliable people. Right. So then why should I be That's find this? That's a convergence of evidence. That's how history works. Why should I find this reliable at all then? So do you, do you believe that the Battle of Mons didn't happen because people who say the battle happened mm. said there's ghosts? No, that has nothing well, to do with why it happened. But, but here's the – no, no, no. No, no, no. It's not at all. Because we have tons of independent verification that these things happen. Now, if all I had to go on for the bombing of Dresden was these people that said, yes, we were bombed and burned and turned into puddles and stuff, then yeah, I would say that sounds like some bullshit. Because actually, when I look at the city, it's not bombed. The fact is, you look at the city, and it was bombed. And well, we have documents of the bombing. The we have documents of the bombing. There's hydrogen cyanide in them. And that there's more hydrogen cyanide. Yeah, yeah, like traces that according, there are traces of hydrogen cyanide that are statistically insignificant according to a professional chemist. Okay? So if you want to dispute that, then you take it up with Rudolph. But I'm going with his study until you ha- until that is disputed or he admits he was wrong. And you have no evidence for your hoax to frame the Germans by the British. That's a positive claim you made. You have no evidence for it. The evidence is that the claims are false. And that they've been repeated okay, and repeated so, and repeated. So this is just inferred. From well, you, you, your whole thing is inference. No, it isn't. It's, it's complete inference. Like it's total inference. Children. Your whole argument, Matthew, is inferring from little phrases and little snippets here and there and connecting the dots just like some kind of truther or something like that. document that says Jews I don't dispute that Jews got shot in the East. I don't dispute it. We're talking about gas chambers. Mm-hmm. No one disputes that Jews were shot. Everybody got shot. It was a war. I'm talking about people getting well, gassed. That didn't happen. Kramer, tested, Kramer, Kramer spoke about this document. He says he special action, and he says the gas no, was for lice. Wrong. He said Jews were being gassed. All right, so he was wrong. Just like no, you said, he ju- he's an unreliable witness on. then. He's an unreliable witness. On. Just like just like Anthony Blinken's stepdad, just like Dario Gabay, just like Henry Tauber, just like, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. I could, Philip Miller, Mikos Nisley. They're all unreliable witnesses. One other question I want to ask you before you leave is, do you have any explanation for why how millions of Jews disappear? So I've given an explanation. I, one, I'll say this. Uh, I think the numbers themselves are suspect. I don't think you have good evidence of those particular numbers. Are wrong. The whole flood deportation statistics are wrong. You don't accept those. It's fake. I would have to. I mean, I, there's an. There's actually a case to be made for that, but I don't exactly remember what it is. But what I would say is, generally speaking, the idea that like we had this many Jews before and this many no, uh, fewer after. Well, I don't. I don't know that those Jews were ne- necessarily executed. There's no. no they, just because not, they were saying they were sent to I camps, that doesn't that's mean. Your position. I am talking about millions were sent to camps. They couldn't leave the camp system at the end of the war. A very small percentage. But you're saying that uh, those camps were not meant to hold people. So why would they be? Some there? of them were. Auschwitz had the capacity. Yeah, Auschwitz was meant to hold people. The Reinhardt camps weren't. But but also some people just went through Auschwitz and didn't stay. And you're saying yeah. your claim is that those people were gassed. 
Your claim is that anybody that went to Auschwitz and wasn't registered was gassed, right? trying to avoid the question. I'm not trying to avoid the question. My alternative theory is some of them died, some of them survived. My alternative theory is some of them died, some of them survived. The fact that I don't necessarily... Hold on a second. The fact that I don't necessarily know what happened to people that you say disappeared, where I'm not... I don't know if they disappeared or not. You yourself said the evidence on this is spotty. You yourself said maybe on this person we know or whatever... I don't necessarily know what happened the to them, but the, the fact Nazis of the matter is Mike, that just because I don't know, data, I don't know. Where, like data in how many Jews were deported and how many Jews were in the camp system by mid nineteen fifty. Right, and there's no evidence there's that those people were gassed. Millions. You have okay. no explanation for it. None. No. Well, then those people were deported. Where? To the east. They weren't in the camps. Right. They were. They, they were deported to the east. Okay, where that's what they said. I mean, that's what the Nazis believe, said. You believe these millions of people were, went to some civilization or city that that supposedly existed? If you have no, well, idea. I don't necessarily know if there's accurate document that they would that they actually aren't alive. You just said they were sent to the east, out of the camp system. Where where is the city of the millions of Jews who disappeared? Russia, the camp Soviet Union. Okay, so you believe uh, basically a population of Jews akin to a nation existed in the soviet union we have no yeah there's a lot of jews that live in the soviet union yeah. no interest so this would be larger than the population but again it doesn't matter Estonia. it doesn't matter so mike is even if i don't know matthew it doesn't even if i don't know even if i will a lot of them went to actually a lot of them went there i mean look matthew there is nazi documentation of these people being moved all over the camp system yeah. Am I right about that? But the fact of the matter, right. Sure. The so they were the moved and transferred all the over the place, right? The fact of the right? matter is you have well over 3 million deported. And by mid-1944, the total number of all people in the camps, I'm talking about not just Jews, is something like 500,000, 600,000. No, well, that's not 6 exactly. million people. No, but Mike, Mike, that's all. First of all, 500,000, 600,000 is all people in the camps, not just Jews. And you have a gap. Okay, so then even fewer of these potential missing people would have been Jews. No, you're misunderstanding the point. The, the, there's, there's, you're saying there's, 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 a, there's a gap of 2,500, no, 2.5 million people, right? Some of them were Jews and some of them weren't Jews. Yes. Okay, so here's my explanation. I'll give you my explanation. So fewer I will give you my explanation, Matthew. Some of them died. Some of them survived. Where were they sent? I don't know. They vanished. Millions vanished from the camp system. My tooth vanished from under my pillow. The tooth you fairy is all real. All of these data, the Germans had statistics on how many Okay, they're, they're yes. Strength. And the fact that they move people around doesn't prove they gassed anybody. Okay. So you accept that millions disappeared. You have no explanation other than that they were sent. I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with your numbers, but I will say that for those Jews, here's what I will say. They are unaccounted for Jews. I don't know what happened to them. This doesn't mean they were herded into an underground cellar and gassed with non-existent holes and non-existent columns and crazy stories from traumatized people. Okay? It means you need an alternative explanation with evidence. Not really, Matthew. No. That's I don't what, need... When says, your claims are crazy... Says. Okay, that's but if for the purposes of this debate, I so, don't. So go ahead and in and fact, say I, de- again, even if I can... Cons- hold on a second. I don't know why, where they Hold went. on a second. I don't, know where they, I don't know where they went. But even if I concede that it is necessary for me to know to say that what you're saying is false, like even if I concede that I would need that, like it doesn't prove that they were gassed. And I don't concede that I need that. Your story is false. 
Okay. The claim like, okay, that people you have were any evidence. So, you, so you no, the evidence, evidence is that the stuff you're saying isn't true. So you the fact that you are literally evidence. trying to do a you reverse any, of the burden of proof. Your claims are not true. They're not provable. They're ridiculous. They're absurd. They're not proven chemically. They're not proven physically. Yeah, they they're not yeah, proven yeah. by by observation. They're not, none of these things prove anything. Okay. Okay, so the fact of the matter is, so now you are resorting to an argument from the negative that I must say where they went in order to say the story of Auschwitz is wrong. I mean, look, the fact that we're even talking about witnesses, I mean, (laughs) you know, frankly, the ball is in my court on that. I have done hours and hours of content on this. We could talk about witnesses and we could talk about what they say. People, when millions of people vanish, you need an explanation. You can develop different explanations and look at the evidence. The best but, explanation. But I can is also come up with an explanation. No you can also have an explanation. Hold on a second. They couldn't leave. They couldn't. You leave. can also have an explanation that is prima facie false. Did they go to outer space? That's about as plausible as your claim. Uh-huh. Yeah. That the, well, you're, you're saying they. Um, you are saying. Your, what is your? Do you have any positive evidence for the hoax thing? You haven't have any. Well, any. You provided evidence? it. Positive evidence. You provided it. This... So there was this intergenerational plot to frame the Germans. Is there any positive evidence? Well, intergenerational. So it's intergenerational by now. Would any, is anybody going to start saying is historically? Hold on a second. From any of the governments, one document. Any positive evidence? So a wait a question. second. Wait a none? second, Matthew. Matthew, hold on a second. So you're okay, saying? The answer is no. Let me let me no let me clarify what you're saying. You are saying that that you're doing the bit of like big conspiracies require like you know I'm, a I'm lot of people and nobody. Wait, hold on a second. You're you're doing the bit of like in order this this massive conspiracy of silence would have required everyone to be disciplined and all that crap. Explain to me why no academic will tell you the blatant facts that black people have lower IQs than white people. You're totally getting off topic. Explain it to me. Ex- no, I'm not not what I'm talking about, what I'm what talking about, evidence? Matthew, what is, is how an entire, you, what I'm talking about is, is how any? an intergenerational yes no, hoax can be perpetrated. What I'm telling you is how an intergenerational hoax, you're saying that that kind of thing is fundamentally impossible. Explain to me why you will not get anybody. The question, Mike, is do you have any positive evidence for your theory, you've made a yes. positive claim. The Soviet Union able. tried to frame Germany for crimes that they themselves committed by your own admission. That is evidence of an attempt to frame them for crimes. For something else. Therefore. Okay, that's a logical fallacy. Um, so is there any – you've claimed the British and, and, uh, and the Americans framed them too. You did in this debate. Is there any positive evidence for that? Positive evidence. One witness. Positive evidence is that the, the positive evidence is that the claims they make are false. So you have no positive evidence for the claims they make are false. I don't need like look a pile of bullshit that is collected by a government is evidence the government is fucking lying. What are you talking about? The positive evidence is the shit that doesn't that's not true that they have. You have no evidence for your hoax theory. Zero. No positive evidence. Just turn off my mic. What is your Matthew, positive evidence? Matthew, for the, British? the positive evidence is the fi- is the is the Sorry, the, the piles and piles of bullshit and and crap that they've collected to make no no, no it's not negative no it is absolutely positive evidence because these allegations exist they're not true and they're repeated that is the hoax. You have no positive evidence. Is there? Do you have one witness? That is. Re- that is, is one what, no, no, no. Because I don't need to use your the stupid the fucking. Saying there's a hoax to frame the Germans. You have none. Why the hell would they say it?
They're in on it. Like the Listen. Did, like the gassing seller. They're slips, Mike. You can't have this massive conspiracy and have it totally air Really? No really? It's ridiculous. Really? What Find me an academic that'll tell you that black people are stupider no than white people despite it being a scientific fact. Find me one. Find me one. You have Find no me somebody right now. You Are you working in a university or something like that? Like, I'm not going to talk about... No, 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 but no. But the, you want to know how can massive uh, civilization-wide hoaxes be perpetrated or whatever? And this one is actually way smaller than that. The Holocaust is way smaller. The actual number no, of people that are involved in it. Sure. Well, the number of people involved in perpetrating it are tiny. There's dozens of trials across generations. You're claiming a hoax. You can't even have any piece of positive evidence. Yes, and the and and and, 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 and I'll okay. The the like fact that people were literally not allowed to say this claim is false. That this is not an allowable defense. The like, fact that it's fucking illegal in Germany. A lot of these trials. It's been illegal since the 80s. And guess what else is illegal, Mike? Denying Katyn in Poland. Does that mean Katyn didn't happen? That the Soviets didn't do it? These are terrible arguments. But it means that you're... <laughs> hoax with no evidence. You've staked your reputation on a dumb conspiracy theory with no evidence. A hoax to frame the Germans. You can give me... This is absurd. This is a reversal of British burden of proof. Americans. Matthew. Where's the Matthew. positive evidence they want Matthew. to frame the Germans? One whistleblower. One document. Give me... Why one is that necessary? Why, the, one document. All the because fake documents. All claim. of the bullshit. All of the... All of the crap. All of argument. the stuff about brain bashing machines. About pedal powered this. About... About hammer... Like... No, no. You said one document. False documents that are presented as real are That's evidence of a hoax. This is this is now you're doing the postmodernism. You're doing the postmodernism. You're doing the parsing of of words. You're doing the the special definition for this or that. No. The evidence of this hoax is the fact that all of these fake documents, that all of these fake claims are year after year month after month, decade after decade, perpetuated and continued to be told. The fact that your stupid story about survivor testimony telling ridiculous crap, non-existent holes, non-existent columns, the fact that this continues to be told and repeated is evidence of a hoax. People repeating it. You yourself are evidence of it. That's my no, evidence. You have no positive evidence. Not one I just gave it to you. one document, not one, not one reference to it. By this is, all right, look, we've gone around the circle on this enough. What do you else you got? Because if because this is getting very tiresome, we're not going to agree on this shit. Y you okay. know, you're, you're weak you crap on these gas chambers. To, why does Belzic have 33 colossal mass graves with ash? I don't agree with that characterization. So you, you, it's just Nazi napkin math. The, the How many, you're saying there's evidence of 15,000 people. The claim is 600,000. Mike, the 15,000, you said this in your podcast, 15,000 is unburnt people. There's right. Well, that's unburnt. Well, there's okay. So ash. then, the ash corresponds. The concentration ash. of ash in the colossal mass graves corresponds to hundreds of thousands of corpses. Yeah, I don't buy completely that. Completely discredit. Yeah, you just don't buy it because you're a conspiracy nut. Why did they? Why did they pave the whole thing over? Why are the archaeologists wrong? Why did they pave the whole? Because they had a, they had a motive to be. Why okay, did so they pave the whole thing over? With rebar and like stone and that crap. And in fact, these are not colossal mass graves. If you go to Belzec and you look, hold on. If you go to Belzec and you look at the massive paved over rock thing that they've got there, there's a few little places where there's trees. Those are the locations of your purported giant mass grave. They're Matanio, not actually so giant. Guy Matanio said the mass graves have a total surface area of 5,919 square meters and total volume of 21,310 cubic meters. If you know anything, any visual spatial IQ, those are colossal cave-like mass graves. And they indeed did accommodate hundreds of thousands of victims. 
to who are great that were emaciated children. So this this completely the COLA study just completely destroys you guys. The ash concentration alone corresponds to hundreds of thousands of victims. You can work out the mathematics as the archaeologists have done. So it's just it's just this is completely devastating your theory. Uh, I mean, the vast majority of pe- of people in the sense of ashes as well are still in the ground there. So okay, sure thing. You, yeah. Basically. Anything else? Um. I, I guess I'll so. These people were gassed. So how were they gassed? How were they gassed at Belzec? They're gassed with gasoline engines. Ga- oh, gasoline engines. Okay, so you're 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 a revisionist then. You're a revisionist. You're like a Holocaust controversies fan, aren't you? Why don't Why doesn't the mainstream accept the Holocaust controversies blog as as legit? Why don't they Why don't they promote those? Guys? Are you Are you buddies with them? I don't know why that's relevant. I'm just asking. I mean, I'm just asking a general question. I don't know why my fucking camera is working. It's annoying. Just stop working. Why is it not? Yeah, I guess I, I, I know some of them. But. So you're, you're saying that because I don't know what happened to some Jews, this proves that these people were stuffed into gas chambers, no, I'm cremated until they didn't exist, like literally cooked on cooked on grills made of railroad tracks, et cetera, et cetera, all that crap? No, I'm saying no. I'm saying that you have to have, if you want to participate in history other than pseudo-history, you have to have an alternative explanation for how millions my of ex- people My alternative explanation is these things in the camps, didn't in happen. The camps, in the camps. Okay, they didn't vanish in the camps. There's a conspiracy. The mass graves are a conspiracy. The holes in the roof are a conspiracy. Well, there's no evidence they vanished in the camps. It's funny how you say there's no evidence, and then you have to invoke conspiracy theories with no evidence to say that's fake. If if the evidence were not compelling, you wouldn't have to say that's fake. What? We've had to multiple times in the debate with no evidence provided that it's fake. What? what? Okay. If the I, evidence I, isn't compelling, so, the evidence isn't compelling. Do you, uh, and, and also mass shootings in the Eastern Front. See, I don't. Con- I'm not. I don't right. dispute that crap. Well, I want to talk about gas chambers. You, the, the Holocaust hey, says shootings is weak shit. People see the Holocaust as gassing. Like I don't okay, care. Okay, so you, you you basically no 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 no. We're talking. We have not finished no, with this gas chamber speak, stuff. We can move on, but you basically can see what I said in that part. I don't necessarily concede it. I concede that the Nazis shot Jews as a purposeful policy to kill commissars. That's what I'm, that's what I told you what I conceded. The gas chamber thing, I will never concede. We'll go back to the gas chamber. I said, nah, we already discussed this, Matthew. But my, the gas chambers, the Holocaust. What? I want to get a clear statement of your position. I said what it was. So do you concede that they shot the vast majority of Jews under their control with working Jews? No, I concede okay. they shot Jews. How many? I don't know. You concede that the documentary evidence clearly indicates like, 1.5 million. No. I mean, just the documents I mentioned. What is no, I'd have to look at it closely. What does the Einsatzgruppen report show? How many shot? I'm not sure. I'd have to look at it. Those alone are over a million. I sent them to you. Okay, you fair enough. Over a million? All okay, right. so over a million Jews shot. All right. How many of them? How many of them? Were you know partisans or commissars? Um, you, you can I concede. Simply, I will concede that some of them might not have been. Some of them might not have. Been. But they, but a lot of those the, Jews the, the were legitimate reports, military targets. Just because they're Jews doesn't make them innocent people that, that don't the deserve. Vast, Hold on a sec. They were killing the vast majority of Jews. They shot the Jewish partisans. No. I don't and have any reason that to believe might, that, like, they were that, saying look, in the Einsatzgruppen reports, this town is Judenrein. This town is free of Jews. Right, meaning that they were deported. After we shot them. So they're well, not, they shot they're the not partisans, they deported partisans. the others. <laughs> they said it's, it's free of Jews. There's plenty of, there is plenty of evidence of them saying that. 
saying things like that. You yourself provided a document Mike, where somebody said are, we shot the men and, and then we clearly show they shot the vast majority of Jews. You provided country. a document that said we shot the men and we cleared out the women and children. They used different language for what they did to the men. And, and then you would say this what is a euphemism. You, you provided this document. It was the related to Kelmno or something like that. Specify this. It says something like we shot the men and then we cleared out the women and children. I mean, are you talking about the the, the private marshes? The Kelmno. Were they drowned the women and children? No, no, That's no. They they cleared them out. I Meaning they deported them. They yeah. That, look, Where? they shot. Where look, the about? policy, the the evidence from what you've provided is that the policy for shooting was to shoot partisans. And then on the occasion that soldiers did more than that, they were punished, including That's some who were executed. That's what the documents also, you show Mike, say. That's what the documents you showed say. So that's what so I Jews think is the facts. Now, I don't necessarily know about these numbers executed. or this document or that. And maybe the Einsatzgruppen reports are accurate. Maybe the numbers are exaggerated. I don't know. What I do know is the policy was clearly stated, and you yourself provided evidence of cases where it was enacted and what the policy policy was. That's what the evidence shows, okay? Why would the policy be... No, no, no. I don't want to parse the words. The documents mean what they say. Here's my thing, Matthew. Documents mean what they actually fucking say. So when the Nazis have a document that says it's illegal to shoot Jews for sadistic or personal or sexual reasons, that's what I believe the policy is, okay? So that's my view on the Eastern territories. Right. So they couldn't shoot it. They couldn't kill it. The political reason means a political officer, like a commissar, or a soldier, like a partisan. Well, then, well, that's that's you saying that. Okay. Why shouldn't I believe? Hold on. We have an existing order that says shoot political officers. That's what commissars are. And we have another thing that says it's legal to shoot a Jew for a political reason. And we have another order so, that says there Jews, we go. Jews, should, Jews will be exterminated as partisans as if they were. Yes, and that matches up. That converges to do I'll your game, to play your little game, to play your little game. That document converges very nicely with the other two. All right, so Mike, do you concede that the document? No, no, no. I'm not playing this concede or not game, Matthew. I am not. This is all fucking verbal tricks. I'm not conceding or not conceding things. I've told you what my position is. I've already told you. We've been over it. I've told you what my position on Auschwitz is. I've told you what my positions on these shootings in the East is. Okay, and you provided the evidence I needed for mine, and the evidence converges on that. You have three these things we've been talking about prove exactly my case. Are the German documents wrong when they? say that the vast majority of Jews in the occupied Soviet Union they have shot. Is that wrong? Are they wrong? Or I don't wrong? know. I'd have to look at it. Okay. I sent that to you in 2021. So good job looking at that. But the, well, the, the let me just make something clear. To dispute the authenticity of describe the killing of huge numbers of kids, little kids that are obviously not partisans. Kids. Right. And and we also have evidence of when people did that, they were punished. No. Who was punished for killing a Jew? You the one, the one. guy you said. Because he took you provided the evidence. Was a sadistic person, right? Sadist, sadistic to shoot I'm kids. I'm going to read the judgment. The Jews, oh. the accused, should, you are delusional on this. The accused should not be shall not be punished because of his actions against the Jews as such. Right. Meaning that there were sadistic. And none of the Jews killed were any great loss. The accused should have recognized that the extermination was the duty of the commandos. I don't see how this. Are you? I don't see dr- how this at all. <laughs> So, the fact that he was that so he shot Jews. Hold up, extermination was he shot Jews without authority. 
What? He shot Jews without the authority to okay, do it. Okay, but why does it say he should not he should not be punished because of his actions against the Jews? Because it was legal in some sense to kill Jews in some cases, we, like political officers. So the, the idea is not that killing Jews inherently is illegal, but this kind of killing was. The Jews have to be exterminated. Sure. And none of the Jews killed was anyone. Right. So yeah, Winston Churchill said, you know, Germans the have Koyber to be exterminated. We need exterminating attacks. Methods. We need exterminating attacks. This is a court. Teubner was condemned for applying Bolshevik Winston Churchill was the prime minister. Yeah. I mean, I think you're completely delusional about this. It's clear that anti-Semitism can be a political motive. It's also clear that uh, they're trying to... But, 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 hold, but hold on, hold on, Matthew. Sexually here's, here's the problem. You keep talking about the method of history, yet you are using inferences when you actually have a document. You have a document that says it's legal to kill Jewish commissars. No, it and then you have a document that says it's, it's political killing, and you are inferring with no evidence that that means something other than what it corresponds to in the other document. Don't you see? It says it's, like, you accept this. All right, look, I don't Jews accept. Mo- I'm not going to do. It's legal to kill Jews if the motive is political. Agreed or disagreed? What? It's legal to kill Jews if the motive is political. Yes, meaning okay. if they're commissars. Look, no, the Jewish wait, partisans wait, also committed war crimes, Matthew. If they're commissars, the Soviets committed war crimes, Matthew. If that's your where issue, you get, where do you get? It says it's legal to kill Jews if the motive is political. Yes, that means a com- look. Is it a political like, motive to kill a commissar? It's a political motive. Is it a political? Mo- I'll, I'll play your little fucking game. I'll play your little game, Matthew. Is it political to kill a Jewish commissar? Sure, of course. It okay, was. there it you go. There's your there's your answer, because it's they because these were enforcers of Judeo Bolshevist ideology. So the they people that they felt were enforcers of Judeo Bolshevist ideology could be shot. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying I'm agree with it. But the very fact, Matthew, 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 listen to me. The very fact that they even have two different categories, one legal and one not actually means it wasn't a policy of extermination. So your whole thing is fucking stupid. Just like all the crap about non-existent columns, your fraudulent study about holes, your claims that, that you, what people you admit, people that you admit are traumatized people telling crazy stories, the fact that you rely on that evidence, you admit these are traumatized people telling crazy stories, and that's your evidence no, for gas chambers. All witnesses, all, all, all witnesses for mass shootings, all witnesses for the acting in my camps, all including the so okay so we have we have a couple categories of witnesses all witnesses. coerced all. witnesses who were afraid that they were going to get executed and we have uh people that were traumatized and saying crazy things and some of the nazis were also traumatized saying okay, crazy so things like rudolf Hoss. you're actually your study your study about people hold on a second your study your study about traumatized people saying crazy things actually pretty well explains the kinds of crap that why Rudolf Hoss was the saying. Perpetrators were, why did Haj Amin al Husseini, who was in in Berlin, was he a witness? Why did he say? Was he a witness? Why did he say? Was he a witness? Did he, he, did he that, witness? That by 1943, three million Jews had already been killed. Why did he say that? Was he a witness to this? He Himmler told him that. Himmler well, was maybe Himmler was wrong. So he's lying. Or Himmler, Himmler was, was known to say that's dumb shit. Himmler yeah. was wrong. Okay, great. Yeah. That's, that's a brilliant answer. Why isn't that a reasonable? Uh, maybe he wasn't wrong. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know. Here's the thing. He said, okay, hold on. What did Husseini say? Hold on. What did Husseini say? He said, Himmler told me three million Jews by 1943, this isn't the end of the Holocaust, had already been exterminated. And he was. Did he say exterminated? Yes. Murdered. Killed. Wait, wait. Which one? 
Al Husseini said it. Which word? Exterminated would be the best translation. It's <laughs> okay. So, okay. so that, but he doesn't he say they were gassed, right? Does he say they were rounded up and gassed? Let me get the. Does he say, does Al Husseini say the Jews were rounded up and gassed? I think he, I, I, I'm going to get the precise word for you. I don't actually give a shit. I, I'll take oh, yeah, you. Yeah, I'll I, take I, your I translation. Fine, exterminate, whatever. Does he say? Because first of all, the fact that he said that doesn't mean it's true. Secondly, does he say that? Um, because he's not a witness, he doesn't know. It's hearsay. This is literally hearsay. You're saying this is a court that should be thrown out. It's literally hearsay because he. You're saying he said that Himmler told him. So that's fucking hearsay. So we can throw this out. No, but Himmler also, is, it's not hearsay. No, 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 he's no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that's hearsay. Mm-hmm. One person saying what another person said is the definition of hearsay, Matthew. No, Al Husseini is saying what he was told by Himmler. Right. He's reporting what he was told by Himmler. Right. That's, he, That's he's saying. So are you using that for evidence? It's to evidence treat? For Hold on. Is it evidence that Hitler that Himmler said it, or is it evidence that it happened? It's both. Here's no, 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 no. It's not. He can only give a firsthand account of what he heard somebody said. He can't say so that it's true. Saying that he's, I'm he's, saying this is the definition of hearsay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to have to look up the precise definition of hearsay. The, oh, my God. I really think you're going to, Mike. So, okay, another point. So, Al Hus- why did he say it? Suppose it's we go with your ridiculous assumption. Who cares? Why did he say three million Jews have been killed? By Is he lying? Does he want to hurt the Palestinians by justifying the Holocaust? Why did he say it? Why did he write this? Was he coerced by the Arab publisher? Why did Al Husseini say it? I don't care. Who knows? Maybe he liked the idea. Maybe he thought it was cool to kill Jews. I don't know. So he just but I do that. know that it's hearsay. He made it up. I don't know if he made it up. Maybe he heard it. Maybe he misheard. Maybe he made an error. There's lots okay, of explanations. I think, I think it's a really the question is this, Matthew. From you. The Why question. I, I don't care what say. you think. The question is this: Did he say they were gassed? Did he say Himmler said they were gassed? That's totally irrelevant. No, it's not. The Did he say? No, it's not. One, he what? Well, why? Why wouldn't it be relevant? Don't you think that's pretty fucking crazy to say that they're rounding him up and gassing him? Don't you think that if that was told to him, he'd repeat it? Here's my question: Like just saying that doesn't. What does that prove? Like he said, I heard a guy say this. Okay, fair enough. There's a there's any number of explanations. Okay, so what for about that. what about okay, what about the fact to, that that definitely? I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This Mike. it's so funny that in my intro I predicted that this is the kind of crap we were going to do, and here we are doing it. When I gave evidence of very forthright and clear statements of what a government that's actually doing this looks like when they kill people, when they tell you how they're going to kill them, when they plan with each other how they're going to kill them, and then when they do it. And you don't have anything like that. You have a few things here or there of people saying, we killed them, we did this, we did that, with no evidence that these things actually happened, other than these, than this sort of convergence of dots, this conspiracy theory crap you're doing. That's the fact. That's what your argument amounts to, Matthew. That's what it amounts to. It's actually ridiculous that a, a grown man believes this, but I understand why you do, because of the institutional pressure uh-huh. and the fact okay, that you okay. want to be an academic. So, about, so you want to psychoanalyze me? I'll do it to you. Yeah. Look, so the whataboutz is getting tiresome. Today okay? a belief with zero evidence of a hoax to frame Look, I don't care about this claim. The idea that I must tell you what happened you in order for your ga- the, the, the idea that we, the idea that I don't know what supposedly happened to millions of Jews that supposedly disappeared does not mean these people were rounded up and put into gas chambers. That is absurd. Mike, and therefore, the this 
this thing no evidence presented well the very that, fact that the stories that are false uh-huh, that there are no right. evidence for are repeated look there i can make this matthew hearsay maybe something you have zero evidence matthew listen to me for a second None. here we're done with this debate because it's now gone in circles we've said the same thing five million times the rep- the repetition over and over again of false, misleading, bullshit, unproven, nonsense claims for years and years and, and putting people in jail, putting them on trial, not letting them plead not guilty, you know, coercing them to, into confessing. All of this is evidence of the hoax. This whole thing is evidence of the hoax. Okay, this behavior is evidence of the hoax. The fact that none of it is true. Well, you said we weren't doing last statements. No, just one minute. I'm not talking about like a long thing. One all right, minute. go ahead and say what you want, and then we can end okay, it. Okay, so, frankly, this is so really we have boring. Kill Jews, like we have all the testimonial evidence, all witnesses in all these places. I mentioned the ones who are lying. Crazy ones, non-crazy ones, all say extermination. All the documentary evidence, very explicit detail. We sentenced to 1.2 million death by starvation. We killed 360,000 here. We've killed hundreds of thousands of children there. All witnesses, um, all all pictorial evidence. You see the massacres, holes in the roof. Mike was forced to say, oh, it's fake. No evidence. Uh, he had no response for why there's dozens of colossal mass graves loaded with hunt ash. Of course, find hundreds of thousands of victims at Belzig. Zero. No response as to why the gas chambers at Auschwitz are referred to as gas chambers for gas rooms, Keller, hydrogen cyanide detectors, um, um, gas tight doors with peepholes, preheating and so on. He says it's a morgue. He has no evidence other than it says Leishen Keller, corpse seller. Wow, brilliant. Um, no, no response for why the forensic evidence, the chemical testing shows there's more in the, um, That's in the gas chambers. Anyway. Mark, come on, I'll let you, you I'll give you the last <laughs> word. Like, like, just shut up for a second. So I have a ton of evidence. He has no evidence for his claim of a hoax. He has no counter explanation for how the millions of Jews we know were in the camps. We know were deported there, disappeared, um, based on the Germans own data about how many were sent and how many were there. He has no counter explanation and he has no, um, he has no evidence for his interpretation of the Holocaust as a hoax. No positive evidence. Not one witness, not one whistleblower. It's totally absurd to suggest there'd be no evidence of this intergenerational hoax across dozens of trials in multiple countries. Ugh. And I'll rest there. Mike, you can finish. Uh, All right. The evidence of the hoax is the trials themselves. The evidence of the hoax is the putting people on trial for false claims. The evidence of the fact that claims were made were false was what you provided, where the Soviets legitimately tried to frame the Germans. This shows intent to frame. And we have other people framed. We have other coerced co- confessions. This itself is the perpetration of a hoax. The fact that we see this happening is the perpetration of the hoax. The rest of your stuff, particularly for Auschwitz, but also for the Action Reinhardt camps, is literally the conspiracy theory. I mean, we didn't even get into the Action Reinhardt camps because that is like what the least evidence is that exists. So, Other than the 33 mass graves loaded with ash at Belzig, which hundreds of and, and the fact ahead. is that Holocaust whistleblowers, you say there's no whistleblowers, they just get put in jail. They just get put in jail, Matthew. They just get arrested, or they get executed, or whatever, or they're just told that they're liars. They're not witnesses to a conspiracy. They're just saying, oh, it's fake like you. You're not a witness to a conspiracy to frame the Germans. There's no, you don't have a single person well, across uh, generations. No, but, it's preposterous. But you're not a witness to the Holocaust. Oh, I'm not claiming to be. Right. So then, same argument applies to you. I thought you said I was going to get an uninterrupted rebuttal. I thought you said it was going to uninterrupted closing statement here. Yeah, Matthew. I think you've interrupted quite a bit, but go ahead. I'll give you one minute. You can. I won't interrupt. Well, you. I already said the thing about the perpetration of the hoax is itself evidence of the hoax. I mean, this this is the point. Uh, as far as the Auschwitz stuff, yeah, the I, I, I as I said, I usually don't like to say things are fake, but in terms of his photographic evidence and his study for holes in the roof, that is legitimately fake. Go look at Germar Rudolph's book, Chemistry of Auschwitz. He actually explains and rebuts this study. Additionally, those holes in the roof are like it could not possibly be what they are purported to be because. 
because they're simply way too big. Matthew's cope for this is that these represent like unspecified disturbances. I mean, it's a brutal cope. The eyewitness testimony evidence for Auschwitz is ridiculous and absurd and is goes into the realm of science fiction. We've done a lot of material, hours and hours, hundreds of hours of material on my show about this, going through this stuff, showing that one, not only do they do they necessarily converge, but if they do, one, that doesn't prove anything because these people could easily have read each other's memos, listened to each other's rumors, you know, heard what each other said, or they might have just also known what the story was. Many of these people that gave testimony came out and gave their testimony after the story had already been established. And the fact is that part of this story for Auschwitz, like for the others, is that bodies were burned up and disappeared without a trace. This is a huge problem. He says there's a mass grave with like a thousand people. I'm not going to dispute it. I actually have heard of this before. I think it's in Estonia, I think you said. Uh, sure. That's not proof of the extermination program. I have not uh, disputed the shootings in the East. I have said they've happened. They happened under the authority of the commissar order, not something I say I agree with, but something that is a political definition for the legal killing of a Jew, which is which is corroborated in other documents that he sent that specifically say political reasons for killing of certain Jews is okay, but sadistic reasons are not. He provided that evidence, and he thinks that the fact that somebody was actually executed for a sadistic killing is evidence of an extermination program. It's literally backwards. He also has this memo from Himmler that says execute Jews as partisans. That, to me, is a convergence that shows that the actual policy was what the actual government document says. Now, my final thing. my fi- No, no, no. No, this is done after this, Matthew. My final thing is that in my presentation, what I showed you, was only a tiny little snippet of a vast and voluminous body of evidence of what an actual government actually engaged in a conspiracy to kill civilians looks like, what their documentary record looks like. Matthew claims the reason that a similar documentary record does not exist for the Nazis and he can't find it is because it was destroyed. He says that the, the, that he somehow did this weird argument about how when I wanted to know how many different documents relating to the construction of the camps at Auschwitz there were, that this was somehow contradictory to me saying that some documents had probably been destroyed. My point here is that he has one word in one blueprint and purportedly one memo where there is a vast history of the construction and building of these buildings. And his own source, Jean-Claude Prissac, says that this isn't necessarily incriminatory. There could be perfectly legitimate reasons for that word to be there. So that's really it. I don't have much more. We've gone over and over. We've actually made these same points for like three hours now. I'm sick of it. So that's it. All right. We'll wrap you don't on. have to I'll agree. Send you a copy of this. No, I'm not going to debate anymore. We'll okay, all right, copies. we're done. All right, all right nice. yeah, that's fine. I know I have my own copy. It's fine. I'm not going to cut it. I'm right, not going to clip you it. Can, you can end the stream. All right, I'll end it. I just want to say, I'm not going to cut it. I'm not going to clip it. I have mine. No, you I'm have yours. Gonna... You can compare yeah. if you want. I, I'm not. Well, I, I may, I may like feature clips in my channel. But that's all. That's fine. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not going to remove. I'm not going to dishonestly clip it. Is my point. No, of course, of course, I won't. All right, thank you, Mike. All right, talk to you later, man.